It's the last day of Black Friday deals at Academy Sports and Outdoors. Get up to 50% off bikes, up to 50% off Adidas, Puma, and Champion Fleece, and 40% off Magellan Outdoors outerwear. Visit your store or academy.com. Ends November 26th. Exclusions and restrictions apply. See academy.com slash disclaimers. From the mountains of central British Columbia to you listening around the world, this, my friends, is Spaced Out Radio. I am your host, Grandpa Dave Scott. And I don't even know what the hell to say. I literally just found out a minute ago that my daughter has given birth to my grandson. I am pumped right up. But thank you so much for joining us tonight. I am your host, Dave Scott, and this is Spaced Out Radio. And you can listen to us on our terrestrial affiliates around North America, digitally on us. Uh, Odyssey Radio, Talk Stream Live at KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davey the favor. Hit that subscribe button. Yeah, the rest of it doesn't even matter. Let's just get right to the show tonight. I, I can't concentrate right now. I literally just got the phone call like one minute, one minute before the music started. And Mrs. S.O.R. bawling her eyes out that my grandson Jasper had just been born. And she's going to be FaceTiming me here momentarily. And if you're on our YouTube audience, I'm going to share this moment with you. If you're on our radio audience, you're going to have to hear it. I may cry. I'm going to tell you that right now. There's a good chance that Grandpa Dave is going to cry. But you know what? Don't care. This is my show. I can cry if I want to. Cry if I want to. Cry if I want to. November 23rd, what a great day. It's one of the best days ever in my life. So here we go. We are going to have a great time tonight because in our number one and two, if you haven't seen him on TikTok yet, Dan Warren from the fifth pillar of, F- of emphasis is going to be here. And then in our three, we're going to go to Swamp Dweller for another cryptid report. Cryptid report? No. See, I'm all confused right now. For another spooky story, and then Tim Senor will be here for the UFO report. Shirky Poo has the news. <sighs> Danny, I'm going to try and get through this, man. I'm a little pumped up right now. So I'm going to congratulations. Try- Thanks, man. buddy. I'm going to try and get through this intro as best as I can because, well, you saw me. I- I'm a little excited right now. I'm a little excited, but uh, our good friend Dan Warren here is a UFO Twitter contributor and UFO TikTok content creator. He's from middle of Tennessee, whose obsession with UFOs dates back to his childhood when his imagination was abducted by the sentient mechanical alien beings depicted in the 1980s Hasbro cartoon, The Transformers. A mechanical engineer by trade and training, and it just so happens he has his master's degree in engineering from the same college as James Lakatsky and is lucky enough to share a birthday with Jay Allen Hynek. You can find him on Twitter at Hey Look Over There, Look spelt L U K, or on TikTok as The Fifth Pillar of Emphasis. I'm telling you, Dan Warren, I'm just going to step aside here for a second from my script because this is uh, definitely not going to be a script type of thing here, but. I'm going to tell you guys right now, if you're not following Dan Warren and his incredible, incredible TikToks on what is happening daily on the UFO, you are missing out. If you need UFO updates on a daily basis, I know we try and give them to you as much as possible, but literally, 
literally, Dan is at the forefront and I think one of the best going when it comes to news. So, Dan, thank you so much for being on Spaced Out Radio. It's been a while since we had you on, but uh, thanks for sharing this special day with me, man. I'm glad I could be here to enjoy it with you. I hope I can't wait to see the FaceTime. I'm looking forward oh, to that. Dude. Maybe we'll get to see a, a a baby. That'd be great. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I'm going to show. I normally don't show family on on the air, but this time I'm going to. I've made that decision, and uh, you know my audience is, is with me every step of the way, whether they're on radio or whether they are on uh, on uh, YouTube or Twitch or our podcast. And I want to share that emotion with them as well because it's a proud day for the Scott family. Proud, proud day, Danny. You know you've uh, you mentioned Transformers, and you know the other day. Oh, hold on, hold on. Here we go. Here we go. Hold on. I gotta join this. Hello. Oh my God. There he is. There he is. Oh, he is beautiful. He is beautiful. Oh, give him a kiss from Grandpa. Oh, my God. Oh. Hi, sweetheart. He was almost just... What's that? Almost a C-section. Oh, are you okay? Yeah. Oh, you look so tired, sweetie. Zoom in on the boy, honey, because I'm on the radio right now. Hold on. There he is. There he is. That's my boy, Jasper. There he is. Oh, my God. He is beautiful. I'm going to. Eyes wide open. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jasper. Happy birthday to you. Oh, Mama, give him a little kiss for Grandpa here. Oh, can you whisper in his ear how much Grandpa loves him? Oh, yeah. Okay. I will uh, FaceTime you back at break, hon. Okay, love you. Bye-bye. Bye. Excuse me. For those of you that are listening and not watching, Dave's having a moment. I am. And he's earned it. It's taken him close to 50 years to get to this point. So uh, congratulations, Dave. Thanks, buddy. I- I'm a grandpa. I'm a grandpa. This is awesome. Oh, I can't wait to spoil that little bugger, you know. I can't wait. I'm going to see him this weekend. And uh, he's perfect. And there's nothing like that new baby smell. No. No. Wow. My boy. My boy. All right. Let's let's do a radio show here if I can actually concentrate for a minute. Uh, but, uh, Danny, you, you mentioned transformers right off the bat of the show in the, in your intro. And I got to tell you, man, I love transformers, the original ones where you could actually tell, you know, I actually watched Bumblebee the other day, 
uh, with my son. I had never seen that where he's actually, you know, back in a VW bug. And then he switches over mm-hmm. to, then he switches over to the Camaro and, and, uh, you know, right at that final scene where they're crossing the, the Golden Gate Bridge and he's driving right beside Optimus Prime. That hit me, dude. That hit me. I'm like, there it is. That's my childhood right there. But did you ever think, you know, growing up a number of years later, that this would be our life? This is what we do? Oh, no. Um, well, we're getting back to Transformers real quick. I want to say, like, the first time I cried at a movie was when Optimus Prime died in the Transformers movie. So that was, that was a moment for me, just like you said, like, what it it. I went and watched that movie with my kids a few years ago, and it was still one of those moments like, man, I remember the emotions I felt when I first saw this movie, and it's you're still able to connect with them. But, yeah, it's amazing the the difference that we have in what we do now compared to what we did when the, that was out. Saturday mornings was the only time we could watch cartoons, and now we can watch them all the time, binge wherever, whenever and wherever. It's crazy. Dude, did you ever think that we would actually be that close to making Transformers a reality? I'm scared of them, man. Those Boston Dynamic robots and dogs that they show videos of, those things, I, I can't hang with them. No. I, I'm missing an ACL. There's no way I could keep up with them. I know the feeling, man. I know the feeling. But we're dealing with something else here, Dan. We're dealing with a topic that literally is going to affect 7.75 billion people on this planet. I mean, I know you do what you do. You're you're not a UFO researcher. You're somebody who researches the story, and I love the way you put that on your TikTok. And that's why I can understand your you, you know the numbers that you have for followers here, and they're hanging on your every word. But I mean, how serious of a discussion do we need to start having as a society regarding this subject of UFOs? increasing like it doesn't matter where it's at it just needs to be taken more seriously it needs to be addressed in a more professional manner at some point like we've got to get there like if we if if it keeps being looked down upon um i will say that over the course of the last year or two the x-file theme music playing in the background of uh new segments has diminished if not vanished altogether from broadcast so i'm, I'm grateful for that so it's trending in me the too. right direction me too so there, there's only so much uh that i think the world can handle at a time and i feel like they're this has been part of what they've been planning for a long time is roll it out slow and steady and not a big dump of information at any one time and that's why my expectations for that big break that big d disclosure to come get dumped in our lap is next to none i don't think that that's how it's going to play out anymore i wish it would i I hope that there's a tipping point when we do when the pendulum does swing so far that it's not going to swing back like it's it it might happen at some point i just don't know when i don't know how and i don't know who the person that's going to stand behind the microphone and make that happen is going to be but i'm i'm happy to watch it play out Dan, I'm going to be honest with you, and and I said this the other night when we were doing the UFO report with Tim Senor. You know, I'm starting to feel like a real broken man when it comes to UFOs. And I know a lot of our audience is as well because we just, we don't, we don't know what's going on. The only thing that we 
know right now is we're being played one way or another, whether it's the U.S. Space Force, whether it's the Navy, whether it's the U.F. government or U.S. government or any other alphabet agencies that are really trying to control the narrative, even going back to the days of the To the Stars Academy when they came out five years ago. I mean, at some point, something has to give, you know, because a long time ago we were always told Never in this field when I first entered, and I'm not that old, even though I get called an old timer in this game. But, you know, I remember, you know, the old old timers tell me never trust anybody who's got government ties. And now that's all ufology seems to be is people with government ties, whether they're they're associates like Lou Elizondo or whether they're scientists like Jacques Vallée or Gary Nolan. I mean, how is the public supposed to really find the truth as to what's going on, let alone us reporting on it. I guess this is where we need to turn collectively and look at James Fox and say, what's your next project going to be? Uh, that that guy's doing the footwork. That guy's doing the legwork. That guy's doing a lot of heavy lifting and getting it in front of a lot of eyes. So that, that's someone that, in my opinion, that's moving in the right direction. Ben Hansen's another guy that's actually actively investigating sightings from pilots and people outside of the military. They do have a government tie. They're, uh, of course, tied in with the FAA, but they're not sworn to secrecy. Uh, they don't have top secret clearances uh, that the government employees that we have heard so much from recently are, have. So so I think that's where the change is going to come is when it starts to become a civilian-led effort and I'm I'm trying to do my part to get more civilians aware of what's going on around us. So hopefully that'll help get the momentum started and keep it going. Does civilian journalism or civilian civilian activism when it comes to UFOs really work? Or because we see a lot of these so-called activists blindly following whoever says the 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 acronym ufo or uap automatically they're one of the good guys we gotta we gotta cheer them on we gotta get to it you know i mean how how do we how do we do this uh there's not a there's not a play just like when you get have a brand new baby grandson there is no owner's manual there's no instruction guide that comes along with it no one knows the answer no one knows the right path and those people that do say that they know the right path are the ones you got to be leery of, in my opinion. Um, how how this is going to play out, I don't know. I'm just going to sit back and I'm not going to take anybody at 100%, just take their word and assume that they're telling me the truth all the time. I think that there's a lot of people that are confused, so that there could be some inadvertent misleading that occurs. We just have to be aware and um, a, a a quote that I go back to frequently is one by Eric Weinstein, who said that it's not the direct evidence that has him convinced that there's something here. It's the massive amount of indirect evidence that leads him to believe there is something out there that we can't quite put our finger on and we don't understand. So if no one understands it, no one can tell us how to absorb it and and figure it out so we're all learning together as a collective group and hopefully that's going to be how this gets accomplished as a collective group um 
I feel like I've said a lot, but didn't really get a, get a point well, in there. So I'm not quite sure I answered well, your question. I, I think you did, though, because I think one of the things I want to point out about you, Dan, is you – I don't know where you get this attitude, but you're very I, – and, I, and please take this as a comment – unemotional about this topic. You don't get too high and wi- wired up like many of us, myself included. You don't get too low – and get fired up like many of us, like myself included. You know, how have you been able, you know, through the stress of this all and being a part of this, and you are a big part of covering this story, how have you been able to stay balanced in regards to everything that's going on through the lies, the deceit, the honesty, the the tracking, the, the games that have been played? It's... It's just part of who I am. I'm, I've never been a high, high highs and low lows kind of a kind of a person. I'm pretty even killed, uh, an introvert, an engineer. So I, that kind of has a lot to do with it, I'm sure. Um, but when I look at the topic, to me, there's there's so much consistency with what we're going through now that was happening back in the '50s. Um, you said something earlier about the government kind of not being very um, forthcoming with information. I just heard a Donald Kehoe interview from back in the fifties where he said he was basically blasting the government and accusing them of treating the American public as children. So I feel like that's still consistent. And and if it's been consistent, if you listen to James McDonald interview as well, what he says, then it rings true today. So to me, that kind of gives me a little bit of patience because if if it's been this long and we've not moved that far, I don't think anybody fully understands what's going on. I don't think it's going to be a quick turnaround of events that that gets us what we actually want, that smoking gun. Um, so to me, I'm looking at this in from the long game picture. I want to be here for a long time. I want to, and that's the other thing. I want to live in the moment. I don't want to get so heated and so upset about what's going on that I throw my hands up and I quit. I want to absorb it all as it comes in and kind of catalog it in different categories to try to figure out what's important, what's not important, what's going to pan out. I don't want to put all my eggs in one basket and then that basket get dumped upside down and then me be left high and dry. So I'm, I'm just trying to kind of absorb, absorb one of the benefits of doing these TikTok videos or short videos is I can dabble in all the topics. I don't have to just get super hyper-focused on one particular case or topic. And it allows me to kind of just enjoy it a little bit more. I'm not, I'm not invested so deeply in one thing that I'm going to lose my crap if I, if something goes awry with it. So I, I think just kind of absorbing it all at a high, at a mile high level, it makes it more enjoyable to me. See, and I, I appreciate that so much, Dan, because for many of us, like myself and, and a lot of our listeners, they're experiencers of the phenomena. They want to know what's going on. This is emotional to us because we didn't ask for UFOs. We didn't ask for little gray men to come and take us or reptilians or whatever it is. And granted, that is way off base from what the disclosure topic is. But there's a lot of people out there, like you said, are who are treated like children. Like we're not allowed to, to you know, play in the adult's uh, sandbox, so to speak. 
and then we got to sit on the outside and watch. But the problem is they've got curtains all around that sandbox. And I, I just feel bad for people who have gone through hell and back of, of you know, being laughed at or lost jobs over it or or been put on medication or you know lost the trust of family and friends because this this phenomena has taken over their lives and i just you know i know it's personal i know you're you're not that type of experiencer but do you ever think back and it's so far different from the fifth pillar of F, of emphasis your your tiktok channel but do you ever think back and and look at the other side of what that could be like as far as what it would be like to be an experiencer yeah oh heck yeah like i mean i i have often told people i don't know what it is about the people that are experiencers that i'll say made them get selected i don't don't know a better way to phrase that and but what what is it about me that has stopped me from being selected what what is it that i don't have or that i do have that is not something that makes me um up uh, qualify or get to get the experience that you guys have get to know instead of get, having to believe. Um, I, I've, I think about that often. I've thought about that many a night staring at the ceiling of my bedroom with the lights off. So um, I, I can, I feel like it's also one of those things that you can't understand it until you've gone through it. And that's one thing that it's, it's just like being a granddad. You can't experience, you don't know what it's like until you are one. And so I, I, I feel have empathy. I have sympathy for people that have had these bad experiences. I hope that more people start having positive experiences or, or that we'll discuss them. And I wonder if that's another thing. Bad news spreads faster than good news. I wonder if there are positive experiences out there that people just keep to themselves. It's the last day of Black Friday deals at Academy Sports and Outdoors. Get up to 50% off bikes, up to 50% off Adidas, Puma, and Champion Fleece, and 40% off Magellan Outdoors outerwear. Visit your store or academy.com. Ends November 26th. Exclusions restrictions apply. See academy.com slash disclaimers. With the rewards from my free Keesler Federal checking account, it's like I'm getting paid to dine out. Did I mention it's free? Keesler Federal Credit Union. Helping our members live extraordinary else because they don't want to be given the label of an experiencer because it has a negative connotation to it right out of the gate. But hopefully there's more people that have had positive experiences that would feel more comfortable coming forward and sharing something positive. And maybe positive is not the right word. Maybe not absolutely terrifying is a better description of it. But I'm hoping that starts to balance out the, the spectrum that we see when it comes to experiences. About 45 seconds to go. Can that balance out under the current agenda? Um, I, I don't know. They, um, it's, it's, this isn't something that I'm real. Uh, I don't feel, I never feel qualified to talk about something that I don't have any experience with. Um, it's going to be real difficult for me to, fully understand the ramifications of what's happening to these people. Um, And and so I don't don't know if I have a good answer for you on that one, Dave. Well, the one thing I know you will have a good answer for is when we return from the break, because it's going to be awesome. We're going to get into your, your, your videos over the last 
two weeks where you've been wondering, hey, where the hell is this UFO report? When is it coming out? And your videos have been awesome. We're going to talk about that whole thing when we get back. Dan Warren, the fifth pillar of emphasis on TikTok. He's got tens of thousands of of subscribers looking for his UFO news. You should be subscribed to that, too, if you're on TikTok. We'll be back with more Spaced Out Radio when we return. All right, Dirty Filth, I'm going to turn this over to you. Uh, Dan, you're still mic'd up. Uh, I just got to go check on my boy and call uh, my wife here. Well, congratulations to Dave. It's time to stick him in an old folks' home. (laughs) Well, as we were watching the intro, since he's not here, I'm going to talk about him. Well, when we're watching the intro, <laughs> I do it all the time. When when the intro was playing, that showed his picture, it popped up, and he didn't have a, a fraction of the gray hair that he has now. So that was kind of interesting to see the dynamic change in the hair color between the intro and then there he is, and he's he's gone full uh, abominable snowman almost. <laughs> uh, well, he's gonna have to play Santa Claus from now on because he's got the beard. He's not going to be able to do it long because he's losing weight. He's getting in shape, man. He's going to be a lean, mean grandpa machine soon. That's, they could stick a couple pillows up his shirt and a few blankets in his sleeves to give him that little extra girth when he's done you pumping Sasquatch you can tell. You, 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 you can't like fake that. Them. It, you, there, you know the difference between a legit belly full of jelly and a fake one. There's no no doubt about it. Hey, but kids are pretty susceptible until they're three. Then they start figuring it out. They're like, that's not Santa Claus. That's a fake beard. Yeah. So I was going to draw something else, but I decided I would draw Grandpa Dave Scott. So let's see the picture there. Uh, I can't really see it very well right now. There he is. He's excited enough, though. Eh, it'll be better. Yeah, now that now that I think about it, happy Thanksgiving Day to everybody that's on the Eastern time zone. Got about 30 minutes until the Central gets to celebrate it. Except for us backwards Canadians, we've already had Thanksgiving back in October. Nice. It's the metric Thanksgiving. Thanks. Happy Thanksgiving to all you, all my American pals out there. I got a couple of them. Grant Baker, if you're listening. I bet you. Excuse me. I bet. I bet Dave's just wiping tears away right now, and he's just got a big grin on his on his face and. Yeah, there he is, yelling away. 
There we go. Probably went outside and, and screamed. Did you go outside and yell real loud, Dave? No, I uh, just had a moment. Just had a moment. I'm allowed. Try. So everything's all good, Dave? Everybody's healthy. Little bugger's feeding away right now, so. Nice. Hot damn. What a good day, man. What a good day. Well, I'm happy for you, Dave. Thanks. Trying to get uh, some pictures here. Tracy Scott just pointed out that you need to let your son know that he's an uncle now. Oh, that's, that, that's, that's a pretty good observation. Did you wake him up yet? Uh, he wasn't sleeping, so oh, awesome. uh, so he got to see him. That's I went upstairs and I FaceTimed the family, and and so he had his arms up. Yeah, I'm an uncle now. Like, yes, Sweet. you are, big nuts. All right. You body check him for good measure? Uh, no, but I can tell you right now, I will be hammering the little uh, baby into the into the wall just to toughen him up a little bit when I see him on the weekend. <laughs> Absolutely. Got to get that soccer out early, man. You don't need those d- negative thoughts in life. All right, guys, here we go with the second half hour. Second half hour of Space Down Radio is now underway. My name is Grandpa Dame Scott. My new title, as of about an hour ago. I want to remind you that if you miss portions of this show or others, check out our free archives at youtube.com forward slash Space Down Radio. Do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button, our website, spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you, including... Rock it out to Bumblefoot, reading Shirky Poo's Newswire. Check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter, at Spaced Out Radio. Instagram, at Spaced Out Radio Show. And on TikTok, at Spaced Out Radio. From the fifth pillar of emphasis on TikTok, one of the most popular UFO channels on the social media site, Dan Warren is here, and he is absolutely amazing when it comes to his information. And, you know, back on October 31st, we were supposed to have a report come on out on UFOs, the latest update. But guess what? It didn't happen. And it still hasn't happened. So Dan has put this comedic run of videos together waiting for the report. Dan, thank you so much for joining us. And I have to tell you, man, I watch you every day, every day. And you have been cracking me up with some of the videos and everything that you have been doing, man. I mean, that's a lot of heart and determination. 
that that was digging deep into the well of creativity, trying to come up with that many things to try to make videos about of, of waiting around. It's kind of the uh, Seinfeld take on UFO news is I'm trying to make a video about nothing happening. So that was the intent for those videos. Well, I mean, you, you've made a whole lot of nothing, though, and it's been very entertaining. And i got to admit, I've had some laughs in regards to it. But there is a serious side to this. Why do you think that latest UFO report has not come out yet? And, you know, we're now almost a month into this, and we're still waiting. And now we're hearing reports, Dan, that we could be waiting until spring. I, it's ridiculous, man. It's just so infuriating. Like the, the first report came out the day of the due date. So it was like everyone was basically the, the mold was set. We were expecting it to be delivered the day that it was due, just like it was before, if not earlier. And we got rumors that it was going to be released earlier. And the New York Times covered it and said, here's what's going to be in the report. And then it didn't show up. So it was like, they dangled a carrot in front of us and then yanked it away. So that made it tough, a tough pill to swallow on the 31st. And then it has started to just drag on and on and on. And the, the, re- the responses from the Department of Defense, when reporters are asking for updates about it, I don't know if you ca- caught any of those. I think there have been two or three of them where they basically said, well, I'm not going to talk about it until it's released. I don't know where it's at. We'll have to get a hold of the ODNI to give you any information. No one's willing to even say we think it's going to be X amount of days or weeks late. It's all of us speculating amongst each other when it's going to be dropped. I was hoping it was going to be dropped this afternoon, that they were going to try to bury it on the Thanksgiving weekend and it would be lost in in that news cycle. But it didn't. So there's no telling when it's going to be dropped. If it's next spring, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do, man. I, that's that's too long. That's something's up. Like and, and it not dropping, I feel like communicates more. Or it can not dropping is a form of communication. Sometimes it's the silence that speaks the loudest. So whatever the reason is, I don't know. But I I think that there's guys in the community uh, that are going to figure it out on the back end, and that's when this wait is going to be worthwhile is when people like John Greenwald of the black vault find out exactly why the report was so late, what was happening. And then that gets put in front of everybody and we can figure out what they were doing, what kind of shenanigans or difficulties that they were having. Well, I mean, how can there be difficulties? It's a report. I mean, it's written down. The evidence is there. They knew they had a timeline of when they had to get it on out. Maybe instead of worrying about acronyms from UAPTF to Arrow to uh, Oro or Oreo cookies and cream or whatever they want to call it, I mean, how about we worry about getting some cases in front? To me, and this is my opinion, is they're trying to backdoor this subject again. They don't want it to come out, and they are fighting internally Whereas the government is saying, hey, you got to give us some stuff here. You've come to us. You got to give us some stuff. Whereas internally, they're saying, no, no, we're not. And we're and they're fighting that process. What's your thoughts on that? I definitely think that's one of the things that's happening. I'm also concerned and that they're going back to the same playbook they've been using for a long time. And this is something that Representative Andre Carson brought up in the introduction 
at the congressional hearings back in May of this year, where he said, "There, we need you, DOD, to get our trust, to, to gain our trust. You have a reputation of focusing on the cases that are easily solvable and showing us those. We don't care about those. We want you to show us the cases that you can't solve, the 701 Blue Book Project Blue Book cases that were not solved, the 143 cases from the preliminary assessment on UAPs that were not solved. Show us that information. Don't show us the the slam dunk, low-hanging fruit type of cases. And I think that this is me speculating. I think that's what happened. They they were getting ready to submit the report. They gave uh, Julian Barnes at the New York Times the heads up that that's what they were doing. They were focusing on the 200 or whatever half of the cases they were able to solve and that the representative Carsons of the world um, saw that, heard that and said, that's not what we asked for. Go back and give us a better report. Give us the report that we asked for. That's what makes sense to me. That's what I'm hope. Maybe I'm being optimistic and hopeful that that's what our congressional uh, representatives are pushing because that's what we're asking for. So hopefully they're listening, they're hearing us and they're acting accordingly. I don't think they've acted accordingly from the beginning, from the days of the two, the stars Academy. I think that there has been a ploy at place. We see it happening with this, with this continued threat narrative. I mean, now we're back to China again, when just a year ago, Elizondo and Chris Mellon both come out and say, this isn't China. This isn't Russia. This isn't a human adversary. You know, it's not space pirates. Like Ted Cruz says, you know, this is a real phenomenon that is happening. And now you look at the news today, we're back to China again because there's a big emphasis on what's going on there. I mean, this seems, this circle of of cover-up in news is playing really well. And I'm surprised so many seasoned reporters haven't picked up on this yet. There's some that have. Um, there's, But, of course, the so this is one of the pushbacks I get from a lot of people in the comment sections of my videos where they'll say the UFO phenomenon is just a distraction. It is trying to keep us, keep our attention away from something else. And whatever, over the course of the years I've been doing this, it's always whatever's in the news cycle. They'll say it's a distraction from this. Well, it's been consistent for 70 plus years. So it's not the distraction. They'll also say that it's the government's way to get money. Um, the DOD's way to get more money is to throw the UFO flag. And I look at them and I go, you don't think that saying, hey, China is advancing on us and we need more funding to address China. That's going to be the slam dunk, easier case to make to get more funding. If you're the Pentagon, if you're the Department of Defense, the UFO thing kind of sounds foolish when you try to use it to pry money from the hands of the government. It's just not going to be as effective tool as a clear and present danger, such as China in this case. Um, Why they keep going back to that? Because I feel like it's easy. They don't have to explain themselves. There's a lot more questions that get brought up. So if it is China, they're going to have to answer the questions. How did they get so advanced and we weren't able to to detect it? But that's not as hard as a question to to answer as, so there are something flying around that is a non-human intelligence that you've known about for 75 years. Why haven't you told us for the last 75 years? There's so many more questions that come up 
as a result of the cover-up. It's not the crime, it's the cover-up in this case that Absolutely. I think they fear. Dan, you said something very, very important there. The last 75 years, yet they've wanted us to forget 55 of those years and concentrate on 2004 and the USS Nimitz on forward. I mean, to me, that's wrong. To me, you have to go back to Roswell, the modern day of ufology, or even Kenneth Arnold on Washington State, and the term where the term flying saucer was coined in order to really get a good start on what's happening. My theory is they have so many secrets from crash retrievals to alien bodies and everything like that. And we're speculating, but this seems to be the truth with the amount of anecdotal evidence that is out there that they have too many secrets that they need to keep band-aids on rather than ripping those band-aids off for the sake of the public. And, you know, and I also think, and I remember asking Lou Elizondo this the last time he was on this show, about the economic factor that happens if we find out that we're not alone in the universe. What happens to the markets? I think they're playing with a lot of big things here that they're not sure that this is the right and necessary time for aliens to come out, let alone the military industrial complex, which literally just wants to own the technology so they could own the world. So I, I don't, there's never going to be the right time to release information like this. In my opinion, we're never going to advance in a society to the point where it's like, oh yeah, this is uh, here with us. No big deal. We're just going to not be infected by it. So to me, it's, there's, there's never going to be that golden moment when someone, when everybody says this is the right time, there's, it's always the wrong time. Um, what I think is more, likely is that the government never wants to give up an advantage when it militarily. So I think that they are looking at this as a, a a mystery that they're trying to solve and they don't want anyone to get a leg up on them. So they're trying to suppress the distribution of information of anything they know of any um, advance, any advantage that they have, they don't want their enemies to have. So that's another reason why they wouldn't want to share it with their friends because you also immediately share it with your enemies um, I've also heard a theory that there's uh, so much secrecy on the UFO topic because the United States government is concerned that there are spy agencies or um, moles, for the lack of a better term, that are within the U.S. government that are looking for this stuff as well. So they they're so they're afraid of themselves. They're afraid of their own shadow within the U.S. government, within top secret clearances, within SCIFs. So if they're that worried about their own family, they're not going to look out into the neighborhood and open up their doors and let everybody look in is what I I think has happened. And you see, this is why, and I'm not going to pat our own back here, but this is why I think our Canadian government is starting to take major steps towards learning what UFOs are. Because the goal and the mandate of the members of parliament that they are trying to put together with government, which is the which is the federal liberal party, is they want the chief scientists of Canada to form a UAP task force, so to speak. Take all this information from Canada's alphabet agencies, from the RCMP to the DND to NAV Canada and etc., 
okay, even CSIS, our spy agency, and put it all under one roof. That way the scientific community can get their hands on it to figure out whether or not we are alone and where these craft are coming from. There's nothing to do with defense. It has nothing to do. Uh, the Canadian Department of National Defense has come out to members of parliament saying that right now there is absolutely zero threat narrative from UAP to the Canadian public and Canadian airspace. And I'm th sitting here thinking... It's the last day of Black Friday deals at Academy Sports and Outdoors. Get up to 50% off bikes, up to 50% off Adidas, Puma, and Champion Fleece, and 40% off Magellan Outdoors outerwear. Visit your store or academy.com. Ends November 26th. Exclusions restrictions apply. See academy.com slash disclaimers. Are you a Jeep owner, or do you want to come watch a Jeep parade? Either way, West Baton Rouge has you covered. Friday, December 2nd, it's the Jingle Jeep Parade. Fun for all ages. Deadline to register is November 30th. For details or to register, visit westbatonrouge.net. Don't miss the Jingle Jeep Parade in West Baton Rouge. Come for the parade, stay for all the lights and fun. Visit westbatonrouge.net today and join in the fun for the Jingle Jeep Parade. Wow. What a contrast compared to we got to be scared. We got to put nukes in space. We got to, you know, get ready to blow this thing up for in case of invasion. Now, I'm hypothetically speaking, but I mean, it, it just seems so much more paranoid down south than it does up north. Well, I think it's also even further south. It's not as paranoid. Look at Brazil. They're much more open society um they have a much more much more accepting mindset to something along these lines they seem to be more forthcoming with information it's not the taboo subject that it is in the united states we had the best uh terrible magazines in the grocery store checkout lines tabloids that's the word i'm looking for the best tabloids in the 80s and 90s with Hillary Clinton giving birth to alien babies, things like that, that just drove this subject. Like any legitimacy the subject had was just out the flush down the toilet because of those things. That the That's not the case in other countries. So when it comes to like Brazil, I think we need to keep an eye on them. San Marino over in Italy, I think we need to keep an eye on what they're doing. The TikTok or the video that I put out today was about Mussolini having a, a UFO encounter, not himself, but his military in 1933 uh, obtained a, a either landed or crashed UFO in 1933 in Magenta, Italy. And they had it and for several years researched it through, uh, what's his name, Marconi. The war didn't go their way. Uh, a lot of their information, their investigation stuff went to the Germans. And then in 1955, the U.S. came in collected something and brought it back to the United States. And that is documented in a book. Uh, it's on the Black Vaults website as far as where I got the information from. And Lou Elizondo was even on a uh, Max Moscovich show interview, uh, interview about a year ago where he brought that particular case up. So it was in his universe a year ago. And I hadn't really heard about it or paid much attention to it until just recently because Chris Sharp brought it up. Um, our UK friends are making, are gaining a lot of ground on this subject as well. Like Australia is coming, stepping up to the plate. S Senator Peter Wish Wilson is asking the question of his air force. Why aren't we concerned about something that the United States is concerned about? 
So it's becoming a more global effort. The, the big tent in the poll is the United States government, unfortunately, who is the most reluctant government that seems to be associated with this topic. Uh, I, I take that back. Maybe the British government might be a little bit more playing their cards close to their chest than the American one because they don't want anything to do with it. They're still back in the 90s as far as I'm concerned. But uh, hopefully some of these other countries are going to start stepping up. And it only takes one. It only takes one to come out with the smoking gun evidence, the video, the proof. And then everybody has to lay their cards on the table at that point. Could you imagine the secrets that would come out if people within the Pentagon or Washington, D.C. actually told the truth? Forget I, that. I want to I want to know what's in the Vatican. Like, what's me over too. there? Those, yes. those guys, the U.S. is only 200 plus years old, man. Like, what kind of secrets do they have over there in the Vatican, in Vatican City? They know some stuff. Oh, hey, man. I fully agree with you on the Vatican. Getting into them catacombs where, you know, uh, John the Baptist is supposed to be lying and all the all the good books and everything like that. I mean, yeah, that that's where we need to be. That's where we need to go, you know. But but the thing that that I'm I'm more impressed with is the fact that there are other governments out there, like you said, with Brazil, Italy. Uh, we don't know what's happening in the UK. Australia seems to be shutting uh, down the conversation as well. But the fact that there are some powerhouse countries out there that are starting to come forward with this, I mean, that has to irk the United States government, considering these are all allies. It's not China or Russia who's coming out with things. they got bigger things that they need to worry about with them right now. But, uh, you know, it's just one of those things, Dan. I mean, you hate to get political with it, but this is becoming a political topic. And it was even used by Obama in a recent commercial. Uh, he was trying to get the people to go out and vote for the midterms. He listed five things that the Democratic Party had done in recent history that would that should encourage people to come out and vote for them. Number four was the release of the UFO report. Uh, I mean, the unidentified aerial phenomena report. And he even stutters and corrects himself in the video. So to me, that is that's been a game changer. That's that, in my opinion, is politicizing the UFO topic for gain. They're looking to capitalize on what they've done and they can they can lay it out on the table and say, hey, we got you this report. And the time the timetable works out. So I, I got to say that he's got that card that he can pull. He can that feather he can put in his hat. Um, I, why more people aren't pushing this? I don't know. It seems like it's a no brainer. Like, hey, I want to help solve one of the greatest questions in humanity's history and existence uh, ever. And I want to participate in that conversation. I want to be part of the solution, not part of the problem that is preventing us from finding the solution. So I don't know why there's not more people jumping on this as an, a political opportunity. Well, and if they were smart, they would look at that. I mean, we got about three and a half minutes to go here. And to me, whether or not you agree with his politics, I love the way Tim Burchett has approached this subject. He is the only politician, in my opinion, who is speaking openly and honestly 
about this subject across America. He is now getting so frustrated that he is calling out that there is a narrative going on. There is a conspiracy that is true regarding this subject and a cover-up going on. I mean, granted, he is only one voice, and I believe he's your congressman. I mean, whether or not you agree with the rest of his politics, let's focus on UFOs here for a minute. This is an ally the UFO world needs and we need to listen to because he's the only one speaking the truth of what's not going on right now, Dan. So when I when I look at the politicians that are out there associated with this topic, I look at a bunch of guys that have been told about it and they've been, uh, I don't want to say convinced, but they've been influenced by the people that are interested in this topic. When I look at Tim Burchett, I see a guy that's into this topic. He is just like us. He is. He wants to know. He 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 doesn't understand why we don't have these answers. Why the government's being so reluctant? I feel like he is. If you pick me up and put me in Congress, that's how I would act. If you put any of UFO Twitter in Congress, that's how we would act. But if you put someone in there and t- had to talk to them, and they're, they're just secondhand interested. So that's the difference between Tim and the rest of Congress is he has a genuine interest in this topic and genuinely wants to get the answer to it for the rest of us. It feels like the rest of uh, the politicians are looking at this from the, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. It'll help me get votes. And that's going to be the driving motivation for a lot of their actions. Um, I, I don't want to, I don't want to paint a broad brush with, with the, that statement in particular, because I do feel like there's a lot of people that are concerned after they've seen all this information, but the fire in Tim's belly is the fire in mine and my belly and your belly and UFO Twitter. It's that's the difference between Tim and the other politicians in this associated with this topic, in my opinion. And you know what? It needs to grow. And, and I wish more politicians would take a listen to Tim Burchett. You know, I think other governments, if Tim Burchett wants to really, really push what's going on in the United States, and maybe he is, we don't know. But I really think he should open up his mouth and start talking to some of these other countries that are starting to take the phenomena seriously and say, hold on, guys. You know, I don't think that would be Tretorius or anything like that. But, you know, hey, if he's going to be a voice of reason, you might as well use a voice of reason rather than using a voice that's going to try and cover it up for their own benefit. So my I've had high hopes for Representative Mike Gallagher out of Wisconsin when he was at the congressional hearings because he seemed to be in, interested in the topic. I'm hoping that he will start speaking up. Um, so the Tim's not the only voice. It's hard to be that guy that is speaking so loudly because everyone listens to you and you know how it is. You get a lot more hate than you do love when you are trying to say something that's not popular. Um, so I'm hoping that Mike Gallagher and the rest start to team up. Well, I hope they start listening to what's going on with the real researchers out there, like you, like me, like many in our audience. Dan Warren from the Fifth Pillar of Emphasis on TikTok, talking UFOs. When we come back, we're going to get Dan's opinion on the joke around here that we call NASA, next on Spaced Out Radio. All right, Dirty Filth, going to turn it over to you again. 
And Dan, I'm just going to step away here for a minute and uh, check on my son here because I know he's excited. He's probably woke himself up after last half hour. I'll be right back, guys. All right, I'm going to step away and grab some water. I'll be right back. Get some Earl Grey tea. The Picard special. Here we have a picture of Dave Scott celebrating the fact that he's old. He's going to have to go to an old folks' home now, and they have to go there and call him Grandpa. How's it going there, Papa, you old... You old Rudiger? Cremudgeon? Now he's a curmudgeon. Hey, Dave. Grumpy old curmudgeon. Now he's going to have to take his boy out, his grandson out Sasquatching and <clears throat> watch for aliens and UFOs and things like that. Actually, my back in the day, if I remember correctly, it was 6.30 Ched used to play Coast to Coast AM. And my grandpa used to listen to that. I remember laying in bed and there'd be like thunderstorming outside in Edmonton and <clears throat> listening to all these weirdos calling in and then talking about aliens and all that Art Bell stuff that he did. And eventually... And then up hearing about it again. And I'm looking up a story one time about Captain Randy Kramer, and he was on Coast to Coast. And I went, that's a really cool story. And then I found this one that was called Spaced Out Radio, and I listened to it. It turned out it was BC Boy that was doing it. And then started listening to that, and then I gave David drawing once, and I think I've already rambled about this. And now look at me. Drawing cartoons on the show. Rambling about whatever being interviewed by the lady the other day about ghosts. What's my favorite part coming up next? Pretty quick here after we think out the rest of the stuff.
I see I see people in the chat talking about the names that they get uh, assigned when they become grandparents. Uh, Mimi to to her six. That's a pretty good name. Uh, my mother-in-law is Nani because her grandmother was Nani as well. Um, my kids call my parents bad mama and bad daddy because we have I have a niece that wasn't able to say grand or granddaddy and grandmama. So she would say bad mama, bad daddy, and that stuck. So that's been going on for true. She can drive a car now. Now that I think about it, 16 years, she's been, we've been saying that. <laughs> that is awesome. Uh, my grandson was born at 8.36 p.m. Pacific. So, nice. Yeah. And uh, they still have not weighed him or measured him because uh, at the hospital are very much into the skin-to-skin contact. And so we don't know his weight or anything just yet um, or his length. And he, But he's very happy and very hungry. So it's uh, pretty cool, man. Pretty cool. Okay. What, a, what a great day. What a great day. Those ingredients make for a quick uh, at home. Uh, my my first one, it took a week to get her home, but my second one was out of the hospital within two days. So yeah, yours should be gone in about two days. It sounds like absolutely, absolutely, and uh, I'm pumped up. Big thank you tonight to Cat Chaser, Lara, Tracy, Stephen, and Tim for the amazing super chats tonight. Thank you so much for your love and support of Spaced Out Radio. Hi, Angela Kraus. How are you? Good to see you. Uh, yes, he has a full head of hair. Here comes our number two. You're listening to Spaced Out Radio with Dave Scott. Follow Dave on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio and on Facebook, Spaced Out Radio Show. Our number two of Spaced Out Radio is now underway. My name is Dave Scott. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. We very much appreciate earning your listening ears wherever you are on this beautiful planet we call Earth. Hello to everyone listening in on our terrestrial affiliates around North America, digitally on Odyssey Radio, TalkStream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Please join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. Hey, we want to hit 20,000 subscribers before December 31st. We're at 19,517. Help us out. Help us make that magic marker. Make Davey a happy man. A happy, happy man. All right, our website, spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot. Read Shirky Poo's Newswire. Check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. Let's get to the uh, the Desert Clam has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club. Tantivy. Tantivy is your password. Use it wisely, Space Travelers. As the Clam sets the password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Dan Warren is our guest tonight. You may not recognize the name, but you definitely recognize his work. If you follow him on TikTok, the fifth pillar of emphasis is his channel. He has tens of thousands of followers waiting on his great videos that he puts together all on the news of UFOs. Now, Dan will specifically state he's not a researcher 
What he is is somebody who reports on the news that's going on to help people like you and me stay up to date. And trust me, Dan's work is very important to what we do here at Spaced Out Radio. Dan, thank you so much for being here tonight. My pleasure. And when I hope you get to 20,000 and I'm going to plug myself as well because I'm trying to get to 1,000 on my YouTube channel. If you can go to Fifth Pillar of Emphasis and subscribe, I'd appreciate it If while you're going out to get on Dave's account. I, you know what? I learned a bunch of stuff about the YouTube behind the scenes. You and I will talk. You and I will okay. talk. And because our TikTok sucks, man. Our TikTok sucks big time, and we got to figure out a way to get that going. So we could trade some work here, totally do a big trade, and uh, help each other out. I I look forward to it. Dan, one of my pet peeves over the last number of months has been NASA getting into the UFO game, playing the public for fools that they don't know a thing about that's going on from former astronaut and current executive director bill nelson when he out of nowhere stepped up to a podium and and started talking about uh seeing the videos from uh, and talking to pilots from the u.s navy about ufos and really opening up the subject to this absolutely uh absurd hundred thousand dollars that they are investing uh, to bring in all of these uh, brainiacs to study ufos or whether or not they're real or not i mean what is your opinion of nasa because i could tell you it's not very high with me or our audience i'll i'll describe it in a similar way that i would describe the u.s government it's not a monolithic organization it's not ever and they're not all on the same page. I've, there's going to be some that are Republicans, some that are Democrats. There's going to be some that are interested in the UFO topic. There's going to be some that detest it. There's probably going to be more that detest it than actually are interested in learning about it. Um, that being said, I think what's happening with NASA right now is Bill Nelson has kind of shook things up a little bit um, like no one else has before. They're actually having to be responsive to what he says. Um, my hope is that he was given a task when he was assigned his, what's his NASA administrator, when he was given that title by the Biden administration. I'm hoping that there was some influence that said, we want you to be the voice for disclosure through NASA, because I think that's what the government would want to do is they would want to say, Are you a Jeep owner or do you want to come watch a Jeep parade? Either way, West Baton Rouge has you covered. Friday, December 2nd, it's the Jingle Jeep Parade. Fun for all ages. Deadline to register is November 30th. For details or to register, visit westbatonrouge.net. Don't miss the Jingle Jeep Parade in West Baton Rouge. Come for the parade, stay for all the lights and fun. Visit westbatonrouge.net today and join in the fun for the Jingle Jeep Parade. Meet Extended Stay America Select Suites, a new place like home with spacious apartment-style suites and full kitchens. With Extended Stay America Select Suites, you get real, simple value. The longer you stay, the more you save. Learn more at ESA.com. Hey, don't look at us. Look over there at that nice, shiny blue and red, white, and blue logo that has NASA on it. Those guys are going to be the place that you need to go to to find out about this thing. I'm hoping that's what they're trying to do. And I think they're trying to do the same thing that the government did by saying, let's look at 2004 on. They're going to say, we don't need to look at the past. We don't need to go into our closets, into our files. We need to start to collect fresh data. 
we need to go forward from here. So I think that's what NASA's move is, is they're not trying to go back and look at past. Uh, they want new data, more accurate data so that they can ha- have, have something that's, they, they trust a little bit more. Do I think that they should go back? Hell yeah. That'd be great. I'd love to see some of this stuff. I'd love to find out, um, if the medical channel conversations that the astronauts were having on Apollo 11, if they could authenticate those or, or speak to those, at least acknowledge that they exist. Um, do I think that's going to happen? No. I think what they're doing is they're trying to get a clean start and move forward from there. Uh, I agree. But what's horrible about it is we have proof from Gemini on forward that astronauts have come out saying there is something out there with us. We were followed. The X-15 pilot who was literally watching a UFO fly right beside him at 314,000 feet back in the 1960s. This is nothing that NASA is new for, and yet Bill Nelson gets up there, acts like a dummy in front of a media that is uneducated on the topic, and acts like, hey, we got to find this out. Open your freaking closet, Bill. Open your closet. That's all you need to do. And, you know, I know you can hear the passion in my voice about this, but I, you know what? I, I'm going to be real honest here. My dad is my hero, Dan. My dad is my ultimate hero. He's a very hard, tough farm boy from Alberta. Okay, and if you knew what I was talking about being Canadian, it would be like, you know, a big, strong farmer from Texas or or somebody like that. That's my dad. Okay, you know, there's no crying in baseball is is pretty much the theme. But the one thing that my dad did when I was growing up, okay, is he and we've talked about this and we're quite over it, but he used to call me stupid when I was a kid. And the word stupid is a trigger point for me. You want to see me get mad, go to zero to 100 in a minute, call me stupid, right? But I, and I mean, it, it not like, oh, you're being stupid or whatever. That doesn't bother me, but, but call me stupid. And the point that I'm getting at is this. When I hear Bill Nelson talk regarding NASA, it reminds me of my father calling me stupid. And I don't like it. I don't like the idea that these people are treating us like we're fools, like we're idiots. And to me, it's a triggering point because they know. We know they know. We have recordings. Darcy Weir just did a a great documentary on uh, NASA, Secret Space UFOs, uh, astronaut story from Gemini on up just before Apollo. And there is videotape and audio tape of the astronauts and the pilots talking and recorded about these flying objects that are beside them. And I can't figure out how the mainstream media doesn't pick up on this. Or even UFO Twitter. I see see all these so-called activists out there, you know, cheering on NASA. Go, NASA. Let's get this done. Thanks for coming to the party. We need you. And I'm sitting here thinking, are you stupid? Using that phrase again. Because NASA thinks I'm stupid. NASA thinks you're stupid. Maybe that's getting a little too personal, Dan. 
but I'm curious your thoughts. No, I think you're hitting the nail on the head. They're, they're wanting to they're wanting to forget the past. That's that's what I think is happening before our eyes. Is they're just going if we ignore it long enough and we give them something shiny and new to look at, they won't want to look in these closets and these files anymore. That Darcy guy will go away finally if we give them something shiny and new to focus on. So I think there is a distraction aspect to what's going on. Um, as far as the actual team that they're putting together. I don't think there's any information that of any value that's coming out of that. My understanding of that is that is a scope assessment. Basic, they're basically going to look at, hey, what data do we collect? What data should we collect? Can we collect? How do we, we compile it? I don't think anything's. I don't think there's going to be anything the public's going to see of any value that comes out of that. And so my expectations are zero for for it. I think that's going to be used as a, hey, we looked at it and it's going to cost us this many millions of dollars to do anything else. And I think that dollar sign is going to be um, the next thing that they use to try to squash any uh, disclosure efforts or any uh, further investigations. So they are going to try to look at that price tag and say, we can't afford this right now. We've got to, we've got this mission to the moon we're working on. There's no way we can afford to look at all this data that we've been collecting and suppressing for years. Um, so I, I think that's what's happening is they're looking to make us forget or help us forget what they have done and make us look at something new. And like you said, make us make them look like they're bringing something new to the table that we've never seen before. What would happen if, the media took this subject as seriously as they do other things. Okay. As seriously as say ESPN does sports or, or Fox's love affair with Donald Trump or CNN's love affair with anything Trump, you know, I mean, let, let's talk about this for a minute. It, what would happen if the United States mainstream media actually took this subject seriously? I know we have serious reporters looking in on it, but I don't think those reporters are asking from a journalist myself are asking the proper questions. What questions need to be answered for these stories to get out? So I think the problem that we have to overcome is people want to be distracted with stupid. I'm going to use the word want to be distracted with stupid stuff. I looked it up. I, I was going to make a video about this. Like, why is it that the UFO topic gets such little coverage that we're we're such a small group of people that are hyper focused on this topic? When you go to ESPN, you can get ESPN eight, not one, two, Deportes or whatever. ESPN eight. It's got like cornhole, darts. It's got all these these things. I love playing all of those things. Watching professional cornhole players ranks higher on the priority list of, a, of of the world's attention span than the greatest mystery of hu of human history. It boggles the mind, in my opinion. What do I? Th I think that if the media did start taking this serious, then it would it would force people to be more critical thinkers. And we're a society of people that want stupid, stupid cells, basically. Um, when you look at the UFO topic, you have to be a 
deep thinker. You have to be thinking steps ahead. You can, you're not just looking at something that is easily explainable. You have to search within. You have to communicate with other people. You have to put pieces of this enormous puzzle that you don't even know how many pieces there are together to get it to to make sense to you. It's such a steep learning curve. I think that if the if the uh, media people actually started covering this thing with any diligence, you would start to see a, 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 a dedicated channel. I mean, the UCR was about the closest thing we had probably to a dedicated UFO channel for a while. Um, shout out to Lou Jimenez. I know he's struggling, but I still love the guy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I, Lou, Lou Jimenez from UCR, Unidentified Celebrity Review. Let's give him a shout out because this is a guy who literally has fallen on the axe, you know, whether you love him or hate him. Okay. And he has a lot of critics. He has a lot of supporters. And I will say this, Lou, uh, in my opinion, really fell on the axe for ufology. He didn't have to. He could have taken this different ways. But the way that he felt the UFO public was being played by everybody and their dog that uh, that is has an alphabet agency behind him that he just felt that um, it was time to tell his truth. And his truth may not be the truth of others, but that's the way he saw it. And I'm sure he's still holding on to information that he hasn't given out. But, I mean, there's a guy who came into this field. He's seen one UFO. It affected him enough to start a show that took off with quite a lot of popularity. And we see th- hundreds of these these podcasts and radio shows and YouTube channels regarding this topic, Dan. But it really shows the passion that people have for wanting to know what's going on. And, you know, Lou is one of those guys who who feels that the wool is being pulled over the public's eyes, and not just the UFO public, but the entire world. And, you know, how do we, how do we as a UFO community, which is divided at the best of times, at war at the worst, okay, how do we come together as a community to try and bring this information, you know, to the forefront, because right now what's, what's, what's happening is not working. There's, there's not going to ever be a kumbaya moment in UFO history, as far as across the board unity and everybody holding hands. Like it's just not going to happen. It's we're human beings. Um, one of my favorite quotes is a Jeremy McGowan quote who says the UFO phenomena isn't about extraterrestrials. It's about humanity's experience amongst the UFO phenomena. And I'm not quoting it word for word, but <clears throat> excuse me, that one's that comment spoke to me because it's basically saying, hey, this is us, guys. This is our story. We're humans. We want to have our, we're writing our own human history right now. We're going to be impacted by whatever it is that's engaging with us. But this is us. This is on us. We need to take this and hold this for ourselves and deal with it. Um, That being said, we're never going to all agree on anything. We're a spectrum of personalities, just like everything else. Pushing this forward, we have to... It's going to be hard for me to say we have to stop nitpicking each other because that is a peer review process, in my opinion. Like I, I post my videos on TikTok to communicate information to a new audience. I post my videos on Twitter 
to get feedback from people that are just as well-informed on this topic as I am. So for, for us as a UFO Twitter community or UFO community in general, we have to start putting more effort into what we produce not try to knock each other off pedestals. We don't need to put people on pedestals, but we need to be internalizing our efforts and focusing on what we do best. And that's like you mentioned earlier, the, how am I staying so even keeled throughout this process? Because I'm looking out to what I'm looking at, what I find interesting and I'm digging into it. I'm doing my research. I'm making my videos about it. I'm trying to educate people on it and I'm not trying to, put all my eggs in someone else's cart. I'm, I'm doing my own thing, hoping that it helps the abundance of information that's out there, I'm trying to simplify that. Maybe that's the direction we need to do. We need to try to simplify the discussion, break it down into a level where the general public can start to consume it at, at a faster clip to where it's a little bit more marketable. We have to, at some point, have a marketing aspect to this or else we're, not, we're never going to move forward. I want to add, uh, that's where James James Fox is helping us out with that. Though. Very true. But I want to ask you a very tough question. What is proof? When it comes to UFOs, what is proof? Because for some reason, the only proof that we're allowed to have now has to come from the government whether it's videos of, of blurry images of objects that are flying in the sky, which we're, we're trying to take them at their word that they are UFOs, whether it's still photos, okay? We're only supposed to take ex military experiencers at their word, but people such as myself and others we're not supposed to pay attention to. We're not supposed to pay attention to... Uh, the hardworking Joe and Jill's out there who, you know, are driving home in the middle of the night just to get back to their family and get into bed to spend some hour, few hours with their children before going back to work in the morning who see something on that drive home that doesn't look like anything they've ever seen in the sky before, films it, gets torn to shreds by the UFO community. So my question to you is, with three minutes to go, what is proof? in and warren's world so that sir that discussion that you just had when you asked that question if you replace the word ufo with bigfoot it would be the exact same conversation that people are having in the bigfoot community as well what is proof there's there's hair there's feet print there's all kinds of different videos out there that everyone's going to dismiss there's blob squatches as well the same thing is true in the UFO community. No one's going to take anyone at their word. No one is going to, um, we need a body is what it boils down to. In, in my opinion, that's the proof. We need a craft. We need a body. That's proof. That's undeniable proof. A video at this point, I've stopped looking at a lot of videos because I think that CGI has advanced beyond my ability to recognize it. So there's nothing or, or hoaxes. I don't want to be a fool for a hoax. I don't want to be taken in. Um, I, I just have basically put those as anecdotal thing, um, pieces of information. So when, when it comes to proof, it's going to happen to me or and I'll have my proof. I won't be my proof won't be proof to you guys. No one on this uh, 
podcast is going to sit. If I had an experience tonight after I got off of here, <clears throat> it's not going to change anyone's mind. It's my proof. People are having that experience all around the world every day. At some point, the numbers could uh, overwhelm the general population. And that's when we would start to sway the public's opinion on this topic. Or we can get a craft or a body or we can have a communication that we can't deny. Those are the things that I think would be the, the proof that we need. We, they could make themselves known. Um, other than that, just like Bigfoot, we need a body. We do need a body for Bigfoot, even though I don't think we're ever going to get one. You know, but do we need aliens then? Because if, if that UFO landed on the White House lawn, Dan, with one minute to go, I don't think the public is buying the story. I think they're, you know, they're going to say, well, there's another U.S. hoax. There's another false flag. There's another uh, conspiratorial Project operation. Rubin. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I get that in the comments every video I make. This is this guy's preparing us for Project Bluebeam. I'm in no way, shape, or form associated with Project Bluebeam, I assure you. Um, but yeah, like it's going to be so tough to have anything. Uh, make it a hundred percent clear to the population of the world that this is here with the exception of them, in my opinion, like if they decide to make their presence, known, it's going to happen. It's going to be undeniable at that point. Uh, man, if, if something landed on the white house lawn though, I'm, I'm a bite that hook. <laughs> I'm going for it. They could, they could be trying to fool, fool us, that would be a, a incredible Super Bowl worthy moment for me, though. I, I totally believe you, Dan. We got you for another thirty minutes, Dan Warren on TikTok. Fifth pillar of emphasis. You want to subscribe to that channel and his YouTube channel under the same name. Make sure you check it on out. I've hit subscribe. You need to as well. Spaced Out Radio continues with the UFO talk right after this. All right, we got you to uh, 9.34 so far. We need 66 nice. more. There's 190 people watching this show right now. I'm going to put Dan's link into YouTube right now. Let's get him to 1,000. Dan's a good guy. He deserves it. He deserves it. It's, he works it's hard. So, it's so weird. It is hard to get people to go cross platforms. Like I've got 251,000 followers on TikTok and I can't get to a thousand on YouTube, 8,000 followers on Twitter. And I, I'm not even close on YouTube. It's so hard to get people to let's make it happen. Platform that they're on. Let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. Dirty filth. How you doing, buddy? We're at 941 Now we need 59 more. Hey, thank all of you guys that have sub. Appreciate it. All right, Dirty, it's on you now, man. I got to go make a family phone call here. That's acceptable. We'll allow it. We'll allow it. Just this one time, Dave. Okay, here, I got to go to the old. I think following you on the old Twitter there. What was the Twitter one again? I am Hey Look Over There, H E Y L U K, over there. So there's a story behind why I'm, hey, look over there. A lot of people might think it's because of UFO subject. I was actually at a frat. What is it called when they they invite the freshmen out 
um, in college, the, the recruiting thing. So I went to a frat recruiting party when I first started college with a bunch of my friends because there was free food. I was always hungry as a fresh, a college freshman. So I went, I'm always starving as well, my friend. Um, And I was hanging out with a couple of my friends and one of them was just notorious for being a dumbass, and he would always say stupid stuff and it wasn't going to be funny. So we were hanging out and he said something stupid. And one of my other friends just said, Hey, look over there. Everybody looked and he slapped the guy in the back of the head um, just to shut him up. And I thought that was the funniest <laughs> thing that could have happened at that moment. It just was, it was one of those moments that um, you think you, that would be in a movie and it happens in your life and you're just like, oh man, I'm so glad I got just experienced that. So that's why I'm, hey, look over there because of my friend, Tommy. Fall Nation, all right, Jeremy Jones. Virtual health is here. Here for women at every stage of life. From young adulthood, to living longer and stronger, Virtual Health is by your side with care for your unique needs. To remind you that age is just a number when you're living your best life. Learn more at virtua.org slash women. Virtual Health, here for good. Meet Extended Stay America Select Suites, a new place like home with spacious apartment-style suites and full kitchens. With Extended Stay America Select Suites, you get real, simple value. The longer you stay, the more you save. Learn more at ESA.com. I I wish I had the dedication to follow college sports because that is a full-time job, man. Those those guys are dedicated. Yeah, you think that UFO Twitter is rough? Try talking to somebody about sports or college football in particular. I feel like their fans are the most dedicated fans of just about any sport out there. I don't know about soccer. I don't have enough of the European network around me um, to, to know exactly what that feels like. But the college football, I'm in SEC territory, so it is just cutthroat, man. Friendships are lost over it. I have a pal in Nebraska, so my team is the Huskers, and I live in Edmonton, so his team is Oilers. We cry a lot. Our teams aren't very good, but... All right, so everybody's posting their teams in there, so everybody in the chat, it's go ahead and post. Royal who, Rumble by the end yeah, of the night. Who is your team, guys? I, I'm an NBA fan, uh, so I'm going Memphis Grizzlies right now. They're, they're John Moran. I got to see him play in college at the local university that I actually work at, so... That was a big moment for me. I got to take my kids to see him, and I think he's going to be an NBA MVP in the not-too-distant future. So right now I'm a Memphis Grizzlies man. Um, yeah, that, who, who do you guys like? Grizzlies a Vancouver team? They were the uh, Vancouver Grizzlies with big country Brian Reeves. That was their their first, hey, I'll call him a star, their first this. big name. <laughs> Have you Dave, seen they're talking sports, they don't know. Oh boy! Look what we've done here. Gonna get him worked up. Uh, I think he's too excited. He's not going to care. If sports fans really knew how much 
the NBA screwed Vancouver with the Grizzlies because I was covering. I just started at my sports station uh, that final year. Uh, they would never watch the NBA again, and I've never watched the NBA never? since. Oh man, I'm sad to hear that. Yeah, <clears throat> and and basketball players. I will tell you this: out of all the athletes that I have dealt with in my life, uh, NBA players are the absolute worst human beings I have ever had to deal with. Worst. Here we go, guys. past the halfway point of Spaced Out Radio tonight. Thank you so much for tuning us in, talking UFOs tonight. We really do appreciate it. want to remind you that if you've missed portions of this show or others, check out our free archives at youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do old Davey the favor. Hit that subscribe button. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bubblefoot. Read Shirky Poo's Newswire. Check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio. Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show. And on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. Speaking of TikTok, over a quarter million subscribers. Dan Warren is here from Fifth Pillar of Emphasis. I think it's the top UFO channel on TikTok. And it is great news if you want to keep up to date on the UFO report. And Dan also has a YouTube channel uh, that we are trying to get to 1,000 subscribers tonight. We are like 47 away. 47 away from 1,000. And thank you, Spaced Out Radio listeners who have gone on over to Dan's channel. If you're in our YouTube chat or watching right now, I'm going to put the link in the chat room. Let's try and get Dan to 1,000 tonight. We've done it before. We could do it again. And Dan's definitely worth it. And, you know, I'm, I'll tell you right now, I'm the kind of guy where if I need news right off the bat and I'm tired of looking on, on every other site, it's easy. I go to Dan's fifth pillar of emphasis on TikTok. I'm up to date for what is going on in the UFO world. Dan, I don't know how you do it, buddy, but you are just uh, incredible at what you do. I appreciate that very much. Uh, it's, it's something that I enjoy. It's finally uh, someone listening to me bat, ramble on about something I enjoy so thoroughly. I, I do have to ask you one question. All right. And it's a personal one. Has your wife cuffed you on the side of the head yet and said, hey, aren't you done with this UFO stuff yet? She actually has gotten more on board uh, now that I've actually gotten some some in, some positive feedback from the community. Like she started like her friends have seen my videos. So I think once her friends started saying Dan's making these cool videos it kind of like changed her perspective on me making them. Um, it, she she did not approve of it so much when it was me telling her what I was doing. But now that her friends are on board, she seems to be coming around. And I've actually had her um, and my kids both uh, in the videos helping me support, uh, helping me make these things because it's 
it's a lot more fun when there when you have people to act as props instead of trying to do it all yourself. Oh, I hear you. I absolutely hear you. Uh, Melinda Leslie, giving a big shout out to you. Love you, Dan. You know, we love Thank Melinda. You. Melinda will, and Dan, we're going to extend the invitation to you that if you could get away, I know you tried last year, but our, our second annual Las Vegas fan party at the Golden Nugget, May 19th through 21st, we'd love to have you there, man. Well, I'll give it a shot. I have no idea what's happening in my life that far in advance, though. Well, just pencil it in. If you got to erase it, you got to erase it. Uh, but that's okay. That's okay. We we got a lot of things to talk about. Let's get to some audience questions here. And let's start with Raz. He goes, what's the strongest argument for a UFO skeptic today? As in what they're going to go to? Like, they're going to say it's drones. I mean, without a doubt, they're going to say oh, everything you see is drones. And, I mean, a lot. I'm not here to tell you, like when people see something in the sky, they can't identify. It's probably prosaic. It's probably mundane. It's probably just not something they're used to seeing it. But I think that it's the 5%, the 1%. If there's just one, then that's all it takes. That's moving the needle off of the zero is all that it takes. So when, when I hear skeptics arguments, a lot of them are going to be, um, it's drones, it's military, secret military technology. Um, there's there's a lot of strong arguments out there, and a lot of them are going to be relevant. I mean, it's not like there's just picking something out of the ether and making it up. It's logical conclusions that these people have, but unfortunately, they put the conclusion first, and then they fit the facts to match it. So they try to... One thing that Mick West does that bothers me is he can recreate videos and if you can recreate the video in his mind he's debunked it but that's not true like you can make a video look like something else but that doesn't mean that's what that thing was right now my camera is mirroring my right hand so it looks like my left hand that's not my left hand but i can make it look like that um so just because you can come up with an explanation that's logical. It doesn't mean that's what it is. Um, so my, I, I would think the strongest argument for a skeptic today is going to be logic. What's the most prosaic thing that they can come up with? How do we convince the public, Dan, that these UFOs are here, they are happening, and they are something that can pay that we could pay attention to? Now, UFO sightings since COVID, if COVID did anything good for the UFO field, is it brought people back outside staring at the stars. It really did. More people are camping because instead of investing in, uh, you know, trips to Mexico or Hawaii, they're going camping now. And now they've invested in the truck and trailer. Now they have to go camping and they're looking up and they're seeing things and they're recording things mm-hmm. and they are they are uh you know seeing what's going on but it's still not enough for the majority of the population that lives in the concrete jungle and most of those concrete jungles today you can't see a star in the sky you know outside of maybe Jupiter or Mars i mean but we're trending in the right direction are we not we are and i'm going to quote uh some of our friends, Ben and Joe over at UFO garage, they said something a long time ago that stuck with me. And it's, if pterodactyls still existed, we would without a doubt know that UFOs existed because we'd be looking up all the time. 
So I think that look, just looking up and investigating the skies, getting a, a cheap night vision monocular, you're going to see things that you can't explain. You're going to see things that are going to be interesting to you. Um, you could prove it to yourself, but it's going to, like I said, it's going to be hard for you to prove to someone else what you've seen is factual. Um, I know when I record things in my backyard that it's more, there's more context and more background to, to what I just saw than what it portrays on the screen. And when I try to communicate with to someone else, um, that's just going to be part of the, the beast that we have to fight. I love this follow-up question from Raz. Pilots and astronauts are heroes or villains of this cover-up? Both. Um, so when it comes to the astronauts, I feel like they've kind of got gag orders, uh, except for guys like uh, Gordon Cooper. He's the astronaut to me that's like, we should listen to what that guy says. He's had multiple sightings. He's claimed that they've got a video of a craft touching down at an Air Force base uh, that got whisked away to the government and has never seen the light of day. That's the kind of video that I want to have released. That would be I mean, a 60 year old video at the 50 year old video at this point. Why can't that technology be displayed or, or shown to the general public? Where did that go? So our astronauts, heroes and villains, I, I mean, they're just heroes because of the occupation they have. Um, the people that are gagging the gag order that has been placed upon them, the people that initiated that are going to be the villains of that in my case, in my understanding. And as far as pilots go, the pilots are victims. They are, their careers are at risk just by speaking about what they see. That's changing and hopefully will continue to change with Ben Hansen's work, bringing this, these uh, civilian pilot stories to the forefront and getting coverage. So I think they could be the heroes that we need. I, I hope so. But, I, but we need more than just pilots. We need more than just astronauts. And, and you know what? God bless the men and women who fly jet fighters for your Air Force and Navy and uh, Marines and, and Army and our uh, up here in Canada, our armed forces as well. You know, th they do yeoman's duties uh, in putting their lives on the line every single day. And I'm a big fan of those who serve and you know, I don't think there's an argument about that. But where I do believe it's an argument is I want I want more. I want more pilots to come out. Recently, we found out through a, a CTV News article, courtesy of Daniel Otis, that five Canadian fighter pilots that we know of have tried to intercept UFOs. I think that's great. We need to know that news. But... At what point, Dan, in your opinion, does the public who've experienced this, who've recorded this, have to come into play? Because there's some brilliant minds out there that have had experiences, had had uh, video coverage, who've caught it, they've posted it on YouTube or their social media. You know, at what point do we have to turn this subject over to what the public sees? I'm, I'm willing to do that right now. Um, I'm happy for that to happen. I just don't know when it's going to happen. Um, we don't trust anything that each other does. That's just part of human nature. Uh, one thing I do want to kind of bounce off of you is we, we're talking about astronauts. That's the space aspect of the phenomenon. 
We're talking about pilots. That's the aero uh, aspect of it. We never talk about USOs. So to me, the other untapped resource that is out there are all these uh, freight liners that are going across the oceans in the middle of the night in these great starry skies. They're uh, able, if, if we could just put uh, data collection systems on those things, they're in prime real estate the entire time they're out on the ocean. And how awesome would it be to start getting information and reports on sonar findings or like Max Hawthorne is probably my favorite guest that you've ever had on here. That guy has gotten so many amazing stories about sea creatures. When are we going to start hearing those same stories from USO type of encounters? When does that information start coming? Preston Dennett is the guy that I've heard of that has more information on that than anybody but I feel like there's just as much stigma for people to talk about USOs as UFOs. So what I'm hoping is that we eventually start to get information from the, the boating communities where the conditions are more, or could be optimal. That just adds another layer of evidence to what we're experiencing. And it's, if you're on the surface of the water and you see something go into the water you are you've just witnessed something that is out of this world like that to me if we can get get that on camera uh, one of my favorite authors is ivan t sanderson he wrote the book invisible residence and in in that book he basically goes through a series of sightings that had an object in the water or come out of the water or go into the water it's an amazing book everyone should read it um those stories are not what we discuss in any of these communities. We, at some point, need to start bringing that into the conversation as well. That's where I'm hoping that this goes next. Because if we start to get air, sea, and space in the conversation, that's the trifecta right there. And I agree. It is completely the trifecta. And, you know, there are lakes all over this world, not just the ocean, but lakes all over this world where we hear of people watching these craft go into these lakes during the day, during the night. And, you know, where I where I had most of my experiences with UFOs in Mission, British Columbia, there was a lot of 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 UFO sightings by by dams, by, you know, these hydroelectric dams. And they said, you know, all of a sudden the UFO would just plunge. Like it's hanging out in the water, like it's using it as a fuel system or something along those lines. And I think these UFOs maybe use water as fuel, you know, maybe, or the so hydrogen the, or whatever. One of the things I speculate is made, like water is the best heat sink that you can have. It's basically why you uh, cool metals in water instead of any other liquid. So maybe they generate enough heat to where every now and then they have to dip in the water to get rid of some of the excess heat. Maybe it's like they, the energy that they create, they can store it on board and for, for however long, but every now and then they need to go and disperse it. So maybe that's one of the reasons, one of the ways that they would utilize water is, is that's a cooling mechanism similar to how we do, but who knows? So, I mean, I'm, I'm speculating. It could be used as a fuel source. I've heard that's possible. I don't have the background to, to vet those claims, but um, the, the USO enigma is such an amazing, awesome aspect of this story that goes unspoken. Like no one ever talks about it. We need to speak up on that more. 
Absolutely we do. Absolutely we do. And I, I think that we have to understand, though, that in UFOs, because I'm not a UAP guy, Dan. I, don't, I know you listen enough to know that I'm not a UAP guy. Okay. But I, I really do believe, Dan, that at some time, somehow, we have to blend extraterrestrials, ultra-terrestrials, whatever you want to call them, with the UAP phenomena or the UFO phenomena. We have to. Because you can't have one without the other. And... My question to you is, are we ready as a society, as a medium, to have that conversation? As far as who is piloting the craft, I don't think we're quite ready for that yet. If we're not willing to acknowledge the existence of it, I think we'll quickly get there once we've got a craft or or something that's tangible, solid proof. We're gonna have to get there. There's no doubt about it. Um, once again, I don't think we're ever ready for something like that. That's going to be a shock to the system, regardless of when it happens or what the social uh, situation is at the time. Um, but yeah, at some point that conversation is going to have to be had is all right. They're there. Who's behind the wheel. Who do you think's behind the wheel? So I'm an advocate for, I don't know if that's the right term. The crypto terrestrial hypothesis is the one that I've been migrating towards over, over time. Uh, I used to be extraterrestrial hundred um, percent. But then I started to kind of redefine what a extraterrestrial actually is and what a crypto terrestrial actually is. So if a extraterrestrial has race civilization has been, populating earth for longer than humans have been on earth, it's hard for me to call them an extraterrestrial. If I move to Canada, how long do I live in Canada before you start calling me a Canadian? Like I'm not, I'm not from there, but after a while, well, won't you have to call me a Canadian if I've been there for half of my life? Maybe. I don't know. When you, your kid would, when you, when your you, grandson would, you, when you learn to make a proper snowball, then we'll call you Canadian. So if we have, uh, some extraterrestrials that are excellent snowball manufacturers, then we can't call them extraterrestrials. We have to call them crypto terrestrials at that point. So um, that that's where I'm leaning towards is that there's a small migratory population that we share the planet with. I always remind people that 70% of the planet is not ours. 70% of the planet is water. We don't own it. We are on the land and we don't even own all the land. So we, we take up a small fraction, maybe 20 to 10% of the, of the earth. We observe the skies. We don't know what's going on underneath the oceans. The, the oceans are so vast. We don't know what's going on over the top of the oceans. So that is where I think the environment is, the ecosystem is, that would allow for something to share the planet with us. We don't go, we don't live out there. They don't live over here. We just don't cross paths as, as frequently as we would if they were a raccoon based species. 
No, very true. You know, but the idea that people are having experiences and and I, I and I know you're Meet Extended Stay America Select Suites, a new place like home with spacious apartment-style suites and full kitchens. With Extended Stay America Select Suites, you get real simple value. The longer you stay, the more you save. Learn more at esa.com. It said we make 35,000 decisions a day. No wonder they don't all come out just right. Like when you pre-ordered those fresh sneakers, that dropped right when you repaid your friend for lunch. It happens. But overdrafts don't have to. Get extra time to cover your overdraft with Citizens Peace of Mind, so you can relax in those sweet kicks and focus on your next 34,999 decisions. Learn more about how to reverse your overdraft fees at citizensbank.com slash peace of mind. Citizens, made ready. Member FDIC. Not one who denies that those experiences are happening. I, I, I know you're very, um, you're very open to what is going on. I, I really hope that one day that we can have that conversation where we can blend the two together. Uh, but with four minutes to go, and I still have one question from our audience from Joe left. Okay, is that conversation what ten years away, twenty years away? A hundred years away. Um, this is going to go back to the earlier conversation. I don't feel like we've gone that far in the last sixty years. Um, if, if I feel like it has picked up steam in the last five, I think the internet has made a drastic change in the way that this topic has been handled. Um, before it was a few guys trying to hit home runs to to get this information out. And with the advent of the internet and social media, I feel like we're able to try to attack this uh, in a different manner and try to kill it by a, a death by a thousand cuts instead of just a big home run. So I think that has definitely increased the speed at which disclosure is coming out. I, I mean, I, I'm going to pick a date because I hate when people don't pick a date. I'll go ahead and call it now in 10 years. So that puts us in 2033 uh, or 20. Sorry, I don't even know what year it is, Dave. Uh, it's it's almost one o'clock my time. So I'm allowed to make those mistakes. In 2032, we should have that conversation. Check, check back with me in a decade and, and tell me I'm wrong. Well, you know what? We're all going to be focused on that. And I want to know what's going on myself, my friend. Hey, let's get to one more question from our audience here. This goes to Joe. How can any government say UFOs are or not a threat unless they know exactly what they are? Great question, Joe. Mm. All right. If I'm going to answer that, I would say it doesn't matter if it is something as long as it is a solid object. It can be a threat just by being in the area. Um, a rock isn't a threat until it's over the top of you. It's If it's on the edge of a cliff, it becomes a threat at some point. Um, but how much of a threat, I would say, is probably the more relevant question to ask about the UFO phenomena. I don't think they're a active, aggressive threat. I think they are a threat by nature. Um, I, I don't mean that I said that wrong. I think they could be a threat just by their nature, just by the propulsion system that they have, the radiation burns that you've seen on victims that have been encountered something too closely. The, the Rendlesham Forest gentleman that had the heart condition after he encountered the UFO there. 
those are the types of threats that I would say the UFO represents. It's not coming for us. It does. It it's it doesn't care that we're here. I feel like it's indifferent to our presence, with the exception of a few that are are curious about us, just like we're curious about other animals that we share the planet with. That's what I think the UFO phenomena represents is a curiosity from a higher intelligence that just wants to interact with us. Like I love my dog. Um, I don't talk to it the way that I talk to my family, but I, I engage with it. It, it make it brings me joy. I, I feel like there's a certain population of this non-human intelligence that might feel that way towards us. Probably so. We got a minute to go, Dan. And I want to say a big thank you. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family and uh, all the best over the holiday season for you. I'm a Merry Christmas kind of guy. I'm not a happy holidays kind of guy. Uh, Call me traditional or call me an antique. I don't care. But uh, all the best to you. And what I would love to do, Dan, and I'm going to put you on the spot here, is when that report comes out, I'd like to have you on the show that night. So we don't know when it's going to happen, but just prepare for that. Because the minute it comes out, I'm coming calling to you. Uh, can we can we agree to a panel? Like, can we do it that oh, way? Yeah, yeah, we'll get a panel going for sure. Let's do it that way. I, I'm, I'm in. Um, it, it's going to be, I feel like there's going to be so much anger and joy all intertwined together. It'll make for a great conversation. Absolutely. And Dan, continued success. On your TikTok, over 250,000 subscribers at the fifth pillar of emphasis. We'll trade TikTok for YouTube very, very soon, my friend. Very soon. I'll give you a call. Dan Warren, everybody, and a great show, great knowledge from Dan tonight. And I knew this was going to be a power show when we booked him, and that's exactly what we got. Coming up next, we're going to head to the swamp. Then, little Timmy Senor, the Timbit, is here for the UFO report of Jam Packed, hour number three, coming up next on Spaced Out Radio. I'm Grandpa Dave. We'll be right back for the third hour. I'm not going to lie. I like the title. I like the title. The title? What title? Oh, Grandpa, Grandpa Dave. Now I'm seeing it. All right. Grandpa Dave. Hell Yes. Once Hell again, congratulations, yes. Thanks, man! Buddy. I know that's a Thanks, that's buddy. a big moment. It is. I'm uh, I'm ecstatic. I'm ecstatic. I'll let you go, man. I know it's one o'clock in the morning where you are, uh, but thank you again, Dan, for being just as amazing as you are. Uh, you are, uh, uh, no pun intended, but I really do believe that you are one of the one of the best pillars of UFO research out there. Really are. I'm I'm just trying to have a good time. I'm I'm here for the fun. That's that's why I enjoy it so much. That's why I want to keep pushing on because I enjoy it. It's entertainment. It's fun. We got you to uh let's do an update. Uh 960 subscribers. Nice. You're 40 away. I know when people are playing the uh the uh after uh, show they'll be able to grab the link there and and everything on the podcast side. So uh, you should hit a 1,000 here pretty damn quick. Sweet. Thank you all you guys that have subscribed. <clears throat> and sorry, I, I am at the limit of my voice now, it seems. All right, buddy. <clears throat> you take care. Take care, man. Bye-bye. Dan Warren, everybody, what a class man.
Just a class, class act. I'm just going to step away and get a family update. I will be right back, everyone. And there will be a little bit of uh, empty space here. But uh, I'll be right back, everyone.
Okay. Bye. Uh, update, my grandson is uh, still feeding. It's been like two hours. He's hungrier than anything. He weighed in at six pounds, four ounces. He's two and a half weeks early. But he felt it was time to come. So, <clears throat> I'm pretty happy. I'm a happy, happy man today. Happy. Chris Jarvis, how you doing? We got 10 seconds. Thank you to Cat Chaser, Lara, Tracy, Steven, and little Timmy Senor for the super chats tonight. Here we go, everyone. Would you like to connect with us? Head to spacedoutradio.com for all your latest show info. Now, back to Dave Scott and SOR. Third and final hour of Spaced Out Radio is now underway. My name is Grandpa Dave Scott. If you're just tuning in, I'm a pretty happy man right now because my daughter gave birth to our first grandson tonight. Little Jasper, six pounds, four ounces. I will meet him on the weekend. I'll be here for Friday night. And then... Off I go to meet my grandson. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for all the love and support from our audience tonight. That really, really hits home right to the heart. Right to the heart. Thank you so much for all the love you guys have given us and my family uh, over this journey. And we very much appreciate it. And I will pass along all the love to uh, my family when I get uh, down to their town here on Saturday. But I want to remind you or say hello to everyone listening in on our terrestrial affiliates around North America, digitally on Odyssey Radio, TalkStream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. The Desert Clam has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club, Tantivy. Tantivy is your password. Use it wisely, space travelers, as the clam sets the password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read Shirky Poo's Newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. It is that time of the night once again, where we head to the swamp. Our resident swamp dweller takes us on another spooky journey. Hi, Spaced Out Radio listeners. This is Swamp Dweller. It's time for your nightly dose of spookiness on the show. If you have an interesting encounter or a spooky story that you would like to share, be sure to submit them in at swampdweller.net. You can also find our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash swampdwellerreads. Now, let's chill out, relax, and together, let's enter the swamp. I'll start by stating that I haven't always lived the best life. I've made many dumb decisions that have led to me being in sketchy and dangerous situations such as the one that I'm about to share. However, it's also because of this that I'm always paranoid and prepared enough to face them. 
Rarely I run away from danger, and I always have protection on me when I leave my house. This will be relevant later on in the story. This happened back when I was roughly 19 years old. My best friend and I were practicing witches at the time, and on this particular night it was the beginning of a full moon. There were some thickly wooded areas in the small college town we lived in that they were well known for being secret hangout spots for college kids and high school kids and the like. It had a sizable, secluded clearing at the end of a forked hiking trail that was only accessible after crossing through a park and two wooden bridges. Imagine a wishbone shape with a clearing at the far end. We thought that this would be the perfect place to set up shop and do some scary witchy rituals as we had been there plenty of times before and we knew both sides of the trail decently well, even in the dark. So we pack our supplies in her milk crate and head to the park. After parking, we walked from the parking lot to the first bridge. On the way to it, you have to pass by an outdoor theater that usually is wholly empty other than the occasional group of college students not wanting to make the 30-minute walk out to the clearing. But this time, there was a man I had never seen around town. He appeared homeless due to his dirty and weathered clothes, a bicycle leaning against a wall with bags of junk hanging from it, and a basket stuck with more trash on the back. He was sitting on the stage of the theater with his back to us and his face in his hands. A homeless man hanging out in a park may not sound odd, but this was a tiny town, and homeless people were noticed when there were ones here, which wasn't very often. Since his back was turned to us, we figured we could slip away without him seeing us, so we did and continued our hike to the clearing. We got there without issue and began setting up as the full moon was almost overhead. We started our work and I let her go first so I could double check the perimeter to ensure we were safe and alone before coming back to sit with her and watch, but still listening for any sound for animals or lurkers. Then I heard rustling from the direction of the trail side we had come from. I jumped up, flicked out my pocket knife, and turned to face whatever had made the noise. From our spot in the clearing, it was about ten feet from the dark trail ending, but the moon's light was just enough for me to catch a glimpse of something quickly ducking under some sort of brush. I quietly whispered to my friend that I had just seen somebody, and started to pack up our stuff. She looked at me wide-eyed, and as I did so, she kept her eyes trained on that spot. Then, we heard something else come from the woods, and she picked the crate up immediately. It was a quiet but stern laughing. I shouted at the sound that whatever it was needed to F off, and that I was armed but whoever was watching laughed even louder. Finally my friend started to panic and hissed to me that we needed to go, but the only other way out of here was on the other side of the trail which we didn't know too well. The sound of more twigs snapping and rustling as whoever it was started to come out of their hiding place made up her mind, and she took off towards the other side of the trail. As she did I heard the tearing of more brush like whoever it was was trying to fight its way through the dense area to cut her off. Her safety is my biggest priority. I followed after her, but when I started running the noise got quieter. Not gone, but like the person was taking their time getting through. We'd made it a quarter mile down the trail, hearing the occasional twig snapping or brush rustling along the way. Before I turned my phone's flashlight on so we could hopefully get down the path faster without tripping, a few minutes after I did, there was suddenly stomping behind us like someone was booking it towards us. I spun around ready to defend us, light still in hand, and that's when I finally got a good look at her pursuer. It was the homeless man from before. His face looked dirty and beaten up, but his eyes were what shook my bravery. 
It was entirely clear he was on some sort of substance because his pupils were almost the size of his irises and his rotted teeth were bared and clenched together so tightly it looked painful. He stopped dead in his tracks and ran back toward the clearing after the light hit him, which was my cue to do the same toward the park. After that we ran as fast as we could and only stopped for breath when the bridge came into sight. We breathed a sigh of relief. That man didn't seem to have chased us the rest of the way. Still, as we crossed the bridge into the artificial light of the park, we looked back and saw his junk-packed bike half-covered by a tarp and dead brush thrown over it, as if he was trying to hide his presence from anyone else who would be passing by. She ran ahead of me across the bridge and towards the car, but I continued to stare just a little bit longer. I swear I saw his face peek out from the trail with a massive grin on his face that sent a shiver down my spine. I raced after my friend. We dove into the car and whipped out of there like bats out of hell. I looked back and saw a dark silhouette standing on the bridge. We called the cops to report what we had seen, leaving out why we were there, and they said they would send a car out to investigate, but we never heard anything back from them, and thankfully we never saw that man again. Be safe when you're out there on trails, my friends. And that's why we love the Swamp Dweller coming in to kick off hour number three each and every night here on Spaced Out Radio to spook us out just a little bit. Yeah, Swamp Dweller has thousands of stories for free. All you got to do is go to his YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Swamp Dweller Reads. Click subscribe. You can hear them all for free. We love it around here. We do. And from the swamp to the stars, it is time for us to bring in our resident Timbit, little Timmy Senor, and the UFO Report. Nobody's going to know. They're going to know. Big Bad Tim, how you been doing, buddy? It's been a good day around SORHQ tonight, man. Been a great night. Congratulations. Oh. Yeah, bud. That is amazing news. Little Jasper, six pounds, four ounces, sounds like a champ. Oh, he is you a must champ. Be so proud. He, oh, dude, I am yeah. so proud. My daughter is yeah, so is tired cool. right now. She is. I, I've been FaceTime yeah. every commercial break. I've been going in and. Uh, and FaceTiming and, and checking up on her, and she is just so tired. And the little guy just won't stop eating. He's been eating for over two hours now. And, uh, oh. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Take care of your property with equipment you can count on, like the Kubota BX and LO1 Series compact tractors, part of our under 100 horsepower tractor lineup, rated number one for reliability, and Z-Series mowers and sidekick utility vehicles, where durability meets speed. Visit your local Kubota dealer for a demo today. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. Visit GoKubota.com for a dealer near you. Fantastic! I'm a happy, happy, you happy ask man. For a better situation, yeah, that's great. Oh man, 
That is so wonderful. She must be so relieved. And oh yeah, you're a proud dad and grandpa. Yeah, amazing. Well, well my son-in-law, he um, he almost passed out. <laughs> the doctors <laughs> had to get him to sit down because he was getting a little wobbly. And uh, so, oh yeah, I'm starting to get there. the details here. I, I'm waiting for yeah. more pictures. You know, and yeah. uh, hot damn, I'm just. Congratulations, I'm, I'm thrilled. I am thrilled. I can't wait to meet them. I got to go down there. Yeah. It's they live four hours. I can't believe you came on and did the show, anyways, knowing like you had Dude, 30 I minutes, had, you could have been like, nope. I had no clue. I, I, oh, I you're I, an amazing host. So, dude. Like, what a trooper you are. Like at 8 30, my time, okay, uh, I found mm-hmm. out that they had taken her into into my daughter into uh, an operating room because they weren't sure if um, if they needed to uh, do a C-section or not. And right. and so um, next thing I know, at 8.36, no, they took her in at 8.15, pardon me, and then at 8.36, he was born, and I found out a few minutes later, and... Uh, I got my first look at him on Facebook, which or on FaceTime, which I showed our audience. But I, uh, dude, I was fist pumping, I was screaming, and uh, yes, I mean, epic, you, just you know, epic. And you shared it with your audience, who are like, even my voice is quivering a little bit. I'm so proud and and happy for you. I know how excited you've been for this moment, but and you shared it with all of us. So thank you for that, bro. That's amazing. Well, you know what, Tim, the audience is an extended arm of family. You know, I, I, I spend every night with these great people every night and to hold something back, you know, I, I try and keep my personal life very private because, you know, when you're in a medium, like any type of medium of publicity, you have to have a real sense of, you know, privacy and, and there's things, boundaries. there's things I just yeah, don't usually talk about, you know, yeah. but there are certain times when you got to let people in and, uh, good on you, mate. Yeah, man. This is that moment. This We're is... all so proud of you as well. Yeah. This... Cause we've been excited too. I mean, your I audience and myself included, we've been on, you know, you've let us know for a while now. You may just get that call or I may just not be here, but instead you were here and we were all together for it, which was kind of perfect. Well, you know what? I, I do have one complaint. Okay. Um, I'm very, very upset that the hospitals, many hospitals up here are still being overly cautious about what's going on in the world. You know, like how many people can be in the room and how many people they have new regs, the hospital that she was in only allowed two people. Now my daughter, obviously my my daughter obviously wanted her mom there. And of course uh, my, my son, my son-in-law, it was going to be there too, you know, but there's three grandparents who are first time grandparents who wanted nothing more than to be in that hospital. 
and we and could, potentially siblings too. And, you know, that and, want to be there. And if, and if this wasn't their first, absolutely. And we yeah. couldn't go. I I actually sent a large scathing email to my. I, that does not surprise to, me one little my, bit, Dave. To my member, <laughs> my my what we call up here Good. MLA. Okay. Uh, member, rep. yeah, our, my political rep, and I and I said, you know, when is this going to stop? When is this yeah. going to stop? Okay, I've never been a denier of what is going on, like a lot of people. Okay, my cousin is one of the top doctor disease doctors in Canada, if not the world, and that's where I got my information from. And you know, reluctantly, um. I've done thing, you know, I've I've watched this over and over again. And I could get very political here and it's not my job to uh and I'm and trust me, I'm grinding my teeth even saying this. But I will say this to the British Columbia government and the people who run the hospitals, shame on you. Shame on you for not abiding by what the world's governing body and all the professionals and specialists and knowledgeable people are saying. We've been told we have to live with this. Everything has been cut down to the point where uh, in here in Canada, they're saying we're not even going to, if anything happens or if you catch it, you're not going to to uh, have to uh, segregate yourself from the population for 14 days anymore. Okay, it's over. Okay, and, and I use that term loosely because I know there's going to be a lot of people. Aha, gotcha. Right. I use that term very, very loosely. It's time to move on. Okay, the majority of us. I'm I'm fortunate. I have not had it. I know many people, including yourself, who've had it. Most of my friends have had it. Okay, but at some point. Okay, there is no new reality. There is no new world we're living in. This is the first time in humanity's history, as I put in that email, that we have that we have locked people down and changed their lives over a disease. Okay, first time in history. Okay, we didn't do it during other plagues. But then again, we didn't have the technology or the the science behind this. We didn't do it for HIV and AIDS when that pandemic hit in the 70s and 80s where people were afraid to kiss their mother, their brother, their daughter, their son, okay, in fear because we didn't know what was going on. All right? It's time. It's time. And I could just imagine. Now, I'm on the good side of things, you know, it's heartbreaking for me that I couldn't be there for my grandson today. I get to meet him in a couple of days, which is cool, which is cool. But I could not imagine what it's like here in British Columbia. And I don't know what it's like anywhere else in Canada or the United States or wherever you are in the world. Okay. Uh, we don't put comments like that up in our chat room, love. Uh, sorry, that's got to be erased. We don't do, uh, we don't, uh, we don't point out people's colors here. Um, so, 
the point that I'm getting at is this, Tim, and I know this has nothing to do with UFOs. We'll get to UFOs here in a minute. I could just imagine what it's like um, with somebody who has a family member dying and you can't go to the hospital because you haven't been jabbed or you haven't been, uh, you know, or whatever the case may be. Just their rules. Yeah. Yeah. You can only have so many people and so many visitors and things like that. Yeah. It is tricky in there. You're absolutely right. They need to, and I mean, I think these things can also be addressed on um, individual hospital levels. You know, you should perhaps write directly to the administrators of that hospital. You know, they can probably sway things too. You know, somebody that has a level head like yourself that can deliver the message logically. I think you're the right guy for that. Hit them up. You never know. They may agree with you. Absolutely. But either way, I'm going to meet my grandson. I'm very excited. Yes. Uh, I'm very excited. I'm going to go. I have the day off tomorrow. And I can tell you right now, I'm going to, I got to spend some time in town because grandpa's got to go find a few things. Shopping. Okay. Shopping. I'm going shopping. And, uh, you know, there may be a hockey stick coming. Uh, (laughs) There may be a jersey. Uh, there may be a few all the necessities, things. the necessities, uh, yeah. the car seat, no. maybe a car seat, well, but no, definitely that a hockey stuff stick. You know, but I'm gonna I'm gonna load up. I'm gonna go buy like a couple hundred bucks worth of diapers, so that'll be like two boxes. Soccer gear, pads, goalie gloves. No, we, I've already had a ch- I've already had a chat with the father. Hand about, warmers. I've already had a I've already had a chat <laughs> with uh, the father about soccer. We're not going to. Uh, do it's that. It's a no-go zone in your house. I get yeah. it. You know, I so, had to poke the bear. Yeah. I mean, you know, they like it when I'm mean to Dave. <laughs> Even on Grandpa Day. Well, it's a good day. It's, it's a, a great day, it's Doug. A great day. And it's nice just seeing this side of you. And actually, it's nice to share just a little downtime, not talking UFO for a moment. What a great guest, might I say. Yeah, Dan. Dan is just what a champion on this topic and you're absolutely right. What a great, we should all be subscribing to his TikTok and YouTube. Isn't it weird though, how social media works? Like he promotes his YouTube channel. He's got people just like their media wherever they get it. The other thing too, is I know like YouTube has its own weirdness where they just bombard you um, with like emails and like all of their media and reminders. And so some people are just like, no YouTube. And then some people are like, get the same thing. I don't know. They either love it or hate it, you know. They so I get it, but it is weird. You're so right it because is. they could catch so much of his information if they just came on over to yeah. YouTube. And the one thing I love right? about Dan is how unbiased his reporting goes. He he, you know, he's like he's never been a journalist in his life, yet he calls it right down the middle like journalism should be. Okay. He presents yeah, the facts totally. And then he allows you to make your decision. And it is so anti UFO Twitter, where if you're not on, if you're not on team activist, you're, you're absolutely going to get trounced by the majority, not all, 
but the majority of of people out there. And yeah, it, it's refreshing because I think he, Dan Warren from Fifth Pillar of Emphasis, who was our guest earlier on, I think he's a real voice of reason that that's the type of person I want our audience to get information from, you know, they're going to learn. They may learn in two to three minute snippets of videos, but they are, um, they're going to learn. And that's the main thing. And we got to know him tonight, which was great. Um, but I also loved his support of the crypto terrestrial concept, which I don't think is highlighted enough. And, um, I haven't heard it even really coined that way before, so I was really excited to get his version of it, and I would love to dive into that concept deeply because I think that's really cool. Yeah, there's a the lot of cool terrestrial option. Yeah, there's a lot of options, and 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 to be rea- real here, we got 20 seconds left. To be real here, yeah. like Dan says, we don't know where they're coming from. We don't know. We don't even know if any of these craft that we see in the sky are piloted we can only assume we can only assume tim i'm gonna get you to hold on right there because we actually will get to the ufo report when we come back i apologize for taking some personal time there but you know what it's a big day it's a big day here at sorhq grandpa dave yeah grandpa dave i'm gonna have to get used to that when we return with tim we're gonna get into some secure UAP information systems. What's this all about? We'll find out next. Yeah, what a good guy. Yeah. What a good guy. Hold on, I'm going to see if Yeah. I'm going to see if I can Tight show. Let's see if we can get a Hold on. Going to see if we can get a, a little close up of him. Cool. You're getting so much love from your chat. I just opened it up here. and oh. What a supportive and wonderful audience you have. It's just great. Oh, they're fantastic. They're probably as in awe of the fact that you stuck around and did a show instead of rushing off and dropping everything. Like, you're a very dedicated person. Well, there's but, nothing I could do. There's nothing there's I could do. I, I can't, well. go, to, I can't go to the hospital. You know, but look at your maintaining. I would be losing my mind right now. I don't know how you're doing it. Um, I, I don't know what it's going to be like when I become a grandpa. My my oldest I is multi- 21. Believe it or not, I I multitask not ready. very well. I multi- amazing. I multitask very well. I mean, if your beard wasn't gray knowing you, I wouldn't think that you would be a grandpa. Because, I mean. Oh, I don't act like yeah. that. Yeah, you don't act like a grandpa. I'm not ready for that. Yet. And I'm older than you, aren't I? You are. Oh, my gosh. You are. I'm lagging. That's what's going on. Well, you know what? Uh, you know, I I, I don't know I what do to say. I do have a few late bloomers. That's okay. I have a couple late bloomers and one failure to launch. So, I mean, you know, that's another reason why I'm behind. That's but okay. Those are stories in itself. But, uh, dude, I'm just so proud of you, and that's just so amazing. Your family has multiplied today. So that's a I wonderful know. thing. It's a very, yeah. very uh, cool thing. 
there's more Dave Scott in the world today. Hey, we got to do it, man. We got to do like it. It's like the beginning to a film. Yeah, you, you know. And no one knows what kind of attitude it could yield. I am very, very proud of my daughter. And, uh, you know, it, she's going to be a great mom. She's going to be just, you know, just looking at her, you know, watching her, you know, looking at her face, looking down at her baby boy that, you know, she's a mom now. And, and you could see the, oh, hold on. Hold Go on. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. Hold on, Christmas hold on, hold on. Stay, keep it right Update. there because I'm, I'm going to show my audience here. Okay. Check this out, guys. There he is. Oh. There he is. Look at that. Eyes open. Uh-huh. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. It's your grandpa. How are you? Welcome to the world, my man. There he is. He's gorgeous. He's adorable. What was that? Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh, hold on. Your zoom did. Hold on. Hold on. I gotta get. Oh, there he is. Oh my gosh. Oh, look at that big yawn. Look he at yawned. that big yawn. Oh, you such a that was adorable boy. Look at you. Look at him. There he is. He's beautiful. He's, He's beautiful. The world is in love with that baby. Look at him. Look how perfect he is. The little SOR baby we all love. Uh-huh. Hooray. I know. Thank you so much for sharing that with Look us. Look how gorgeous he him. is. <laughs> oh, oh, man. I, um, Mama, you should be reading my chat room right now. It's flying. Uh-huh. Oh, move it down a little bit. Move it down. There. Hi, buddy. Hi, buddy. How are you? I'll meet you in two days, and I promise I'm going to body check you into a wall. Yes, I will. He doesn't look like a soccer player, thank God. He's perfect, hon. He's absolutely perfect. Congratulations. There he is. Okay, let's see the feet. We got like 20 seconds. Can we see the feet? Oh, he's swaddled right now? Okay. Look at him. That guy swaddled, yeah. All right. Thank you, love. Got to run. Hold on. Let me screenshot it. The world loves your baby. Hold on. Thank you for sharing your baby with the world. We needed that. That's what we need more of. Here we go, guys. We rounded third. We're heading for home tonight on Spaced Out Radio. My name is Dave Scott. Thank you so much. You can call me Grandpa now. Yeah, the white beard finally catches up. 
Yes, so if you're just tuning on in, my my beautiful daughter tonight gave birth to my first grandchild, a baby boy named Jasper, who is six pounds, four ounces. He came a couple weeks early, but that's okay. We're glad he's here, and he's very happy and healthy, and everybody is doing great. Thank you for the love and support, SOR fans and and friends. Uh, it's been wonderful. want to remind you that if you've missed... All of this show or others, check out our free archives by going to youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read Shirky Poo's Newswire. Check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio. Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show. And on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. We're going to continue on with the UFO report here. Little Timmy Senor is with us. And we say hello to you again, Tim. Thank you for being with us tonight. Thanks for having me. Oh, just looking at my grandson there. Oh, he's beautiful. Beautiful. Well, let's get to it. Let's get to some UFOs. Because thank God we don't have to talk about the World Cup. Yeah, we'll skip right over that. What's the CBO? Uh, That is... Take care of your property with equipment you can count on, like the Kubota BX and LO1 Series compact tractors, part of our under 100 horsepower tractor lineup, rated number one for reliability, and Z-Series mowers and sidekick utility vehicles, where durability meets speed. Visit your local Kubota dealer for a demo today. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. Visit GoKubota.com for a dealer near you. Peloton's best offer of the season is here. Get up to $300 off accessories when you purchase a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. Choose from a variety of accessories, like our cycling shoes, a heart rate monitor, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. If you've been looking for a sign to join Peloton, this offer gives you everything you need to get going. This limited-time offer ends November 28th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer starts November 14th and ends November 28th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. The Congressional Budget Office. Okay, and what's going on over there? So on November 22nd, just a couple days ago here, the Congressional Budget Office, or CBO, released their cost estimate for Intelligence Authorization Act for fiscal year 2023. And along with the establishing of a secure system to collect information about unidentified aerospace and undersea phenomenon. So uh, just to dive a little into that, uh, the bill will authorize the appropriation of about $650 million for the fiscal year of 2023, um, donated and dedicated to the Intelligence Committee management account. And that will establish a, a global... I'm sorry, an Office of Global Competition Analysis to analyze technology and innovation sectors critical to national security. Establish a secure system to collect information about unidentified aerospace undersea phenomenon. Enhance whistleblower protections, and I'll get into that a little deeper. Allow people to sue the United States government for compensatory and punitive damages. That's a big one. That's a big one right and there, And, indeed, and then the final 
biggie here is void some provisions of non of non-disclosure agreements that would prevent reports from being filed with the unidentified aerospace phenomenon joint program office and prohibit private sector entities from seeking damages in federal court from individuals who file reports over to you because these are the topics and i can dive in oh man it's uh I'm I'm excited about a couple of things. Number one, I don't think the whistleblower thing is going to work. We've already seen pilot. Uh, there, there's been one U.S. Air Force pilot who reported an unidentified, or or two now. Pardon me. Uh, I only know of the one that have reported UFOs to the task force and have been reprimanded for it. I don't believe that's going to work. And if you say the number is two now, I'll go with your number. You're going to be more accurate than I am. Uh, But the idea behind this is I'm excited, though, that if that were potentially true, that there would be protection for whistleblowers, which I don't see happening at all. I think that would would really open up a real gate uh, for information but once again tim it's going to be the same information we hear yeah we saw a tic tac yeah we saw uh you know dots in the sky you know we're not going to get anything new we're not going to get that video isn't it funny though tim how anecdotal evidence from a pilot granted they are trained observers in the sky but anecdotal evidence from a pilot has more weight in this field than your experience, than my experience, or any of our audience's anecdotal experiences of what we saw. Okay, but well, I, I don't know why you're surprised. I mean, they are trained; they're highly, more highly trained than most of us. And I'll just leave it there. Back to you. No, no, I, 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 I agree with you. I totally agree with what you're saying there. Okay, I do. Okay, and. The idea behind it is the other part that excites me about it is the fact that we may get more news. We may get more reports. Now, I'm optimistic, but I'm not holding my breath for it. It's all we got right now. You know, but I, I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of conjecture here when it comes to it. I, I really do. Maybe I'm over speaking right now, or I can't think because I'm a new grandpa. Whatever, whatever <laughs> it is, right now, you know. Right. I'm just. <sighs> well, let me help you out. Let me hit some of the highlights. Do we have time? Yeah, we we have a lot of time. Cool. Well, so the bill's going to require the Department of D- Defense to establish a secure system to gather and share information related to the UAP. And we can call it UFO here, so I'll just start doing that. The system would be used to receive reports on UFO, to collect historical information on UFO. And the system also would be, would be needed to be capable of exchanging information with other secure information systems of the federal government. So basically, they'll be able to share information securely and virtually so this stuff won't get overlooked. As noted in the CBO documentation, the bill would also enhance whistleblower protections, i.e. 
allow people to sue the United States government for compensatory and punitive damages and void some provisions for the non-disclosure agreements. Can we stop right there for a second? Please. That whole idea that somebody could get sued for this is... No, no, it's the other way. That means that our whistleblowers can sue for punitive damages. That's what I'm saying. If necessary, yeah. Okay. Or that they have to, If you mean? You imagine... There's millions of Americans right now who have had experiences at multiple levels. We've discussed that nauseatingly over this show over the last number of years. Could you imagine if there's an actual list of those people sitting somewhere in a on a computer in D.C.? Great point. Sure. You open up those lawsuits... And I wish they do, but you open up those lawsuits. You cannot hold those lawsuits just to whistleblowers or to pilots or members of the the military. Okay. The public, all it takes is one rich dude. Okay. To, to form a class action against the government regarding UFOs or alien abduction. And it's on Tim. It is on if that passes. And they're opening – well, so they're opening that door. You'd have to come in with a pretty strong case. Let's hope that happens. We'll see. I'm, I'm with you there. Um, and so that's great. Um, picking up kind of where I left off, they're talking about voiding some provisions of the nondisclosure agreements that currently exist that would prevent reports like this from being filed. And so we're going to get more information. And so this joint program office uh, will also prohibit private sector entities from seeking damages in federal court from individuals who file reports. So they're going to be protected from entities attacking them financially, putting holds on them, or what we've seen with the recent reports from the two pilots that I'm aware of that have had repercussions from their chain of command. These are things that will protect them they will have ways of documenting that and having uh, reversals on some of these things potentially so um, according to the table in the document a secure reporting system that has an estimated authorization pegged at 30 million dollars and so the estimated outlays is a fiscal year millions of dollars as listed as and blah 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 so the document is definitely available at cbo.gov and if people are curious Go take a look at it yourselves. It's actually very encouraging. Um, and Dave, I thought you might have jumped on this as a positive, but they are digging into historical information here. And so no longer will history be unavailable to us, according to this. So the bill is going to require the Department of Defense to establish a system where that information is going to be shareable. Now, we as the public may not get it, okay? It may still be considered at a certain level that we as public may not see, but it will be available to the people that are seeking it that have the credentials to get that information now, which is new. It won't be sealed. Well, we're going to find out. We're going to find out one way or another, you know, and I think hopefully it goes our way. I don't, whether it's law or not doesn't mean, and I, and I know that it's law because the budget was already passed. Okay. 
but I still don't have any faith that this what we what the government knows right now or what they're about to learn is going to come into the eyes and ears and the homes of the public. I think they're going to keep this as closed door as long as they possibly can. And I do not agree with that. I think that's dangerous. I still do. All right, Tim, what's right. what's your thoughts on that? Well, I think a lot can be told by what you do and don't hear, right? So even if we don't get a lot of information, we're going to see things like this happen, you know? Um, so the fact that we're seeing this information publicly, that this is happening and changing, they're creating this, means that there's something real. That's a massive step. You know, that's a massive step. I mean, that's just one more feather in our cap for this year, in my personal opinion. This is a win. So this kind of language is new. I mean, the Black Vault, you probably searched through decades and decades of information and had very few files. Now, just in the past year, you can't, I mean, it's so searchable. There's tons of information on it. It's multiplying itself rapidly. So um, there's going to be just much more information coming. It's going to be a flood. Um, more information, even in my next story, you know, more provable data that they're just going to have to dance around having to explain. And hopefully you're going to get what you're hoping for with 75 years of late lies and cover up. Maybe we'll get an ounce of truth. Maybe. We'll see. I see your face. Dude, we'll, <laughs> I see we'll, you're not, you're not, you're not holding your breath. I, I, I want to, bud. I want to. Yeah. But like, like I said. Yeah, this is a great first step. You know, like I said to you the other day, okay, I I don't hold out a lot of hope, okay, uh, because I've seen. That's why I'm here. <laughs> oh, I know. You're, you're Mr. Positive, you know. I am. You're Mr. Positive. You're Mr., you know, handsome. You've got all this stuff going, going for you. Wait, what? Yeah. Oh, are you kidding? Look in the mirror, buddy. You got to forget about it. Oh, no, Dude, no, no. I, I'm a grandfather okay, now, okay? I'm a, I'm a grandfather now. So Yeah, that's that's a good thing. That's not a bad thing. Oh, I thing. know. Trust me. way ahead of the game, yeah. buddy. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. am. Look at that. Oh, it's adorable. I wish people in the radio world could see this face. He just, it was like a bear just with his hand in a jar of honey. It was adorable. Oh, I love it. I love oh, it's it. It's good stuff, bud. I'm so happy for you. I'm pretty happy. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Do you feel like talking about rubber ducks? Yeah, let's go for it. We got oh. six minutes. Yeah. Okay, let, I'll make it quick. So SCU in its recent release also released a forensic analysis of the rubber duck UAP video. And just to kind of flash through this in detailed analysis, um, showing a UAP purportedly filmed by Arizona National Guard on November 23rd of 2019. So the famous quote unquote rubber duck video. Um, the great news is, is that, and I don't want to get too deep into the analysis because it, it can be a little bit wordy. And so for um, basically the trajectory, rotation, flight characteristics, uh, lighting, temperature, and all that were investigated, 
they classified this object absolutely as UAP. And so the audience can just know that anything that we find in this data that supports this narrative is going to be in support of the fact that they just can't figure out what this is, which is fantastic. And the fact that that is what this data is displaying both on video and in their research is just fantastic. I love the fact that we came up with UAP as a result from this organization. That gives me a lot of hope. And so I'm just giving you very broad strokes on this, but this is my general feeling and analysis. I'm giving you my personal feeling on it as well. So Dave, I know you've recently been skeptical if they're for us or not. This screams that they're for us. Please give me your position. Well, More good news. Always comes down to old Davey being the, the jerk of it all, doesn't it? No, 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 no. no. I was kind of hoping I was going to get maybe a little of a optimistic side tonight from that. Well, you know what? That that rubber duck video, which can be seen on YouTube, by the way, just type in UFO rubber duck and it'll pop up. And I was amazed by that video. I, I believe it was taken from a helicopter and it literally looks like a rubber duck. You know, the analysis of that, because that one did come out as being stated by the U.S. government that it is a real video of an unidentified object. I think uh, any study on videos like that is great. We need that. We need to figure it out. Uh, do I think it helps the cause? No. No, I don't. It's another video. How does it... I, I'm having a tough time trying to figure out how these studies help. Okay? Once again, like our conversation a couple nights ago, Tim, I, as an experiencer, this means nothing to me. Understood. Okay. For the world that screams with their hand out for proof, this is massive. Oh, I, I agree with you. I think it's a great video for the public. It's a great, yeah. you know, but there, I think because it's shaped like a rubber duck, it, it, to me it looks like two separate lights, okay? But, it, but the lights are so close together it looks like a rubber duck. But in the yeah. end of things... It reminds me, dude, of these ghost hunter shows that we see on television where they go out there, they get all the evidence, and they go to the client and say, yeah, you may got something here, or no, your house isn't haunted. Then what? What's the conclusion? There is none. All they did was analyze a video. No, there is a conclusion, and I just haven't gotten into it. It's a massive in-depth report and um, you can download the PDF for free and read it. And um, just briefing through it, it looks like it's, it's pretty deep. Um, let's 47 pages of analysis, including um, all of the detail of where it moved, how it moved an analysis of rotation speed. I mean, there's a lot of good Once hard again. data. Okay, but And so I understand your position for the experiencer. This may not mean anything, but for the public or for the group that is going to scrutinize this data, which is not you and me, it's going to be people that um, are above my pay grade and your pay grade that are 
that care on this topic and to decide whether our budget should, should be spent this way to, to know if this is something that our, uh, we need to train pilots on to be aware of in our sky, you know, this sort of thing. This is very much the, the embryonic stages of this. This is our first, you know, true analysis that's come back from SCU with this kind of definitive public statement where they're actually being bold about it. Because even in the recent release, we've seen Richard Hoffman go softly, you know, forward. We, we need him to go boldly forward as he is in this statement. And so I'm going to read you something. I'll leave it here. back we, to you. We got a minute to go Please. here. Okay. YJ says they're not studies, they're distractions. What will the public get? Redacted pages? No, SEU is pretty open on that. Oh, yeah. Joe yeah, says, this is Joe, sorry to cut you off. Joe says the average citizen out there doesn't know anything about the studies or these videos. So what's the point? The point is there's actual scientific academia who has written up and studied this craft and anybody can go on their website which is explorescu.org that's explorescu scu.org and check it on out and uh you know draw your own conclusions but guys just remember this is just like ghost hunting shows okay they give you a study but what are they doing with it what are they doing with it you can study anything that you want, but if you're not doing anything with it or about it, then there's the issue. And that isn't a, a shot against the SCU. God bless them for doing it. They're, there's brilliant people there. Okay. Yeah, that's your opinion, man. And that, that's valid. That is exactly what needs to, What is the next step? It's a great point. Yeah. yeah it's Mondak, good, good that question. rubber duck video is creepy. Tib, great report. It is creepy. Uh, great report tonight. Very much Thanks, appreciate buddy. you uh, for coming congratulations on. again on the addition to your family, brother. That's wonderful stuff, that. and I'll, I'll leave you to it. I'm actually just going to sign off. And thanks a lot, audience. It's been fun. Thank you, Tim. Thank you to Swamp Dweller for coming on in. Dan Warren is our guest, and all of our great, great audience members for hanging on out. We got Mr. Ron Bubblefoot Thal rocking in the background with Little Brother is watching. Bumblefoot is the official music of Spaced Out Radio. Rocking us in and out of every single show. Get your horns up for the guitar god himself. Special thanks to everybody listening in at home, at work, in your cars, wherever you may be. Thank you to everyone in our chat rooms tonight. Spreaker, Twitch, Elgab, YouTube, Facebook, the Space Travelers Club, and on Twitter at hashtag Spaced Out Radio. Remember, this show is copyrighted by Spaced Out Radio and SOR Media Ventures Limited. Thank you so much for choosing to share your evening with us, because together, my friends, make a mistake. We're watching. We own the night, Mister Bumblefoot. We need a favor. We need you to take us home. Yes, the Wu train has docked for the night. But soon, my friends, we shall ride again. Your seats are always available. Your tickets never expire. And if you want to bring a friend, we've got room for them, too. Happy Thanksgiving, America. Have a good one. From 
prepare the tinfoil. The fighting starts Friday. Go out and do it. Good night. Peloton's best offer of the season is here. Get up to $300 off accessories when you purchase a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. Choose from a variety of accessories, like our cycling shoes, a heart rate monitor, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. If you've been looking for a sign to join Peloton, this offer gives you everything you need to get going. This limited-time offer ends November 28th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer starts November 14th and ends November 28th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. It's here. Peloton's best offer of the season. Get up to $300 off accessories when you purchase a Peloton Tread. Choose from accessories like a heart rate monitor, non-slip grip dumbbells, yoga blocks, and more. If you've been looking for a sign to join Peloton, this offer gives you everything you need to get going. Hurry, Peloton's best offer of the season is here, but not for long. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Limited time offer cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.